Hey, it's the Robert Scott Bell Show about to begin uh, October the 11th, 2023. Uh, we got a big show lined up for you today, heading into the Health Freedom Expo after tomorrow's show with Jonathan E. Board and others. But today we have uh, first-time guest Brandon Joe Williams. And I can't say his website because there are kids in the audience. I, maybe I can. I think there's a sneaky way to do it. <laughs> and Superdot will have to tell me about that. Uh, uh, don't be a slave.com. That's it. I like that title. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about in terms of contracts of adhesion, uh, status at law in terms of taxation, other things, and the stuff that people are afraid to talk about. We'll talk about that too. Why you should start eating organically if you haven't already. Uh, CBDCs, what's the, what's the danger? And then in the second hour, it'll be you, me, and Super D. At least that's the plan. Rand Paul has says uh, Fauci should be in jail. That's the least of it. Uh, let's see what else we got. And then any humanity could use up to, oh, uh, yeah, extinction, medicine extinction. We're going to talk about that concern. Question of the day on Leviquin and connective tissue. And we have the homeopathic hit of the day. And here's the clue. Frustration. Frustration. That's the clue. You check it out. It's in the show notes at robertscabell.com. Let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Whoa, lots of discussion on freedom here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's always the case, uh, even more so today with our, our first hour guest that's going to be joining us. Uh, don't be a slave. Um, like, you know, people have perspectives on slavery that are kind of a. Uh, I don't know if Unitarian is the right word. It's like, sort of like, you know, there's one vision of a slave because in recent history in America, that's what it was in neglecting or ignoring or just being, you know, not knowing about the entire history of humanity and, 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 and slavery being a part of it. Uh, it's a fascinating discussion because when we look at the foundation of America, the uniqueness that it is as a form of government on this planet in recorded history, there was never and still is never another government that was started with a declaration of independence in the way that acknowledged that we have unique rights as individuals coming from a creator, God, and that we were not to have a form of government that subjugated the people who have those rights uh, to kings, queens, emperors, or bureaucrats. Now, Jonathan Emord has written extensively about this uh, from the 18th or 19th century forward in his book called The Authoritarians. Their assault on individual liberty, the Constitution, and free enterprise from the 19th century to the present. This goes into the, the, the rise of the bureaucratic state. Okay. It's not like exactly like a king or queen or an emperor, but it is very much like it, that in, in that you have uh, basically laws that are not laws. The Constitution is being ignored. You've uh, basically encompassed the three branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and judicial into one branch, the executive and put the oligarchy, these bureaucrats in charge that are not elected, not accountable. And uh, basically Congress makes some basic vague laws. Then, then they turn it over to things like FDA to figure out, you know, what do you guys want to do with this? And so they end up being captured agencies by industry. And so we're more fascistic. And now of course, in a collectivist way, uh, we have become owned and controlled by the pharmaceutical church that demands uh, fealty to their only 
form of medicine that they're allowing, our government allows officially, right? That is, um, if you have cancer, you can have any kind of medicine you want as long as it's chemotherapy or radiation or a surgical intervention. Much like, you know, if you grew up uh, as, as I did you know, from the 1960s forward Gen X, we actually learned some history and you learned about East Germany. You learned about the Russia, Soviet Union occupying countries and how, you know, the joke was you could have any color car you want in Germany as long as it was black. You know, choice was was not something that was part of your equation. And choice is that right next to freedom and life itself. Let's just let's say that the gift that God gave me and you and all of us choice agency. And that's what's taken away under a monarchy or an oligarchy. Oh, of course, they'll say, you know, well, you can have a choice if you're in the favored protected class. Uh, for a while, doctors thought that they had choices in being doctors. I mean, they were exalted and licensed. They could have special privileges and status. They could write uh, prescriptions for toxic poisons and not be uh, charged with murder when the patients died. I mean, it's an interesting thing. That's kind of like the absolution of guilt. Like if you were in the king's court and the king said, you can do whatever you want to that person with no, no retro. Yeah. This is the kind of thing we're talking about in America that we've devolved into a form of government that our founders abhorred, including the, that D word democracy, which is, you know, not an ideal form of, uh, of government, because as I've said, you know, you've heard the, the statement, uh, two, uh, wolves and a sheep determining, you know, voting on what's for dinner. It's a democratic election. You know, who's getting eaten. And I've, modified it in terms of medicine to say two oncologists and a homeopath voting on how to treat your cancer, what to do for your cancer. But it's not, that's not a choice. You think, Oh, democracy is so great. Well, no, the, they've uh, made a box and you know, they trap you in it. How did they do that? Especially since the history of America, uh, the, the sovereignty rests with the people as it was set up in the, in the beginning. And now we have the sovereignty of the government superseding that of the people because the people have lost their way. The people have abandoned their sovereignty, their direct connection to the divine and the rights that come along with it. And they've subjugated themselves unbeknownst to them, unbeknownst to me. I was born into slavery and had to fight my way out. And that's a big, you know, again, part of the growing up of Americans that have kind of become very immature in demanding all of these gifts and, and, and special uh, privileges and, uh, you know, whether it be welfare or other things, uh, special, you know, status for it, if the government would grant you that. People have asked me, hey, are you a licensed homeopath? I said, hell no. I wouldn't I wouldn't accept a license if they tried to give me one, because why would I subjugate myself to a bunch of morons that couldn't remedy their sell themselves out of a wet paper sack? And they are going to control what I do in terms of my responsibility to someone who comes to me for help. Or why would I want to go to a licensed physician? Because they're not responsible to me. Ultimately, they're worried about if they do something that might be good for me, but it might contravene those that are on the board of medicine, for instance, to say that's not the standard of care. You didn't put him on a vent. You didn't mandate that he got an injection. You didn't put him on antibiotic and all that. He didn't want that. He didn't need it. We have other ways to go. So these externalized controls rather than centralized control. And the only centralized control I like is that which is centered in, in yourself, that center that you have the connection to the source of all healing, all wisdom, all freedom, uh, you know, your very existence. But the centralized control that's been manifest is external to us. 
So we've externalized the concept of what we used to embrace our freedom and said, you do it. It's too hard. And then when you give up that freedom, not that you can truly give it up, it'll be taken, but you can give it temporarily. Those that will uh, run your life are more than happy to do it. I mean, if you ever, you ever been, um, you know, part of a, a homeowners association or a condominium board, you'll find people are loving the power that they get to control you and your life. And I don't know if any of you take joy in controlling other people's lives, but if you do, that's a miserable life. It's a miserable existence. And then, you know, I guess the thing about libertarianism is like, we just want to be left alone, but apparently it's not enough to not want to be bothered or intruded upon because those folks that have taken on the largesse of government, not a, a constitutional oriented government in America have saw fit, seen fit to basically enslave everybody and not tell them they're enslaved, just tell them they're free, but they have to do things in order to have the freedom that they thought was theirs by maybe they were inside the thought that they're, they're free by virtue of their very existence. But you've also heard the term freedom isn't free. You don't just say, Hey, I'm free. And everybody goes, okay, he's free. We'll leave him alone. As you find out our government and those in it, even so-called Republicans don't believe you should be free to go about your business without some set, some semblance of centralized control, which is amazing to me that they would do that. I don't know why people are calling me. I'm on the air. Dude, I'm on the air. Why are you calling me? I'm live on the air. I have to call you back. Are you live on the air? Yes, I'm live on the air. You, check, 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 check. you doofus. All right. I will. It's so funny. Yeah, well, I think there's urgencies. And I'm like, you got, you're going to have to wait. I'm talking to you all, you all now, not the phone call. Anyway, we got the Health Freedom Expo coming up. And I think there's a lot going on in getting ready for that. And that's what's happening. So I tie this in now. Okay. That was the phone call to probably say, Hey, get back to the article. Super Don sent you already. The Brownstone article, Super Don's pulling his hair out going, why are you talking about this? CBDC is the ultimate tool of oppression. Now I could go through the history of slavery, how it wasn't abolished with the 14th amendment when they freed the slaves. It wasn't involuntary servitude was apparently abolished, but voluntary servitude was well on its way to becoming the thing, the way Americans uh, exist. You volunteer into something that I didn't volunteer my children into, for instance, numbering them like cattle to be part of a antisocial, insecure uh, scenario where they'll be promised if they work real hard and pay a lot of money to a centralized bureaucracy that uh, basically uh, conquers other other uh, countries and uh, invades the people of America, too. That somehow that at the end of that, that life cycle of work, they're going to be given something of value to keep them, you know, in a home or keep them fed, et cetera. And of course, that revolves around the Federal Reserve System, Federal Reserve Act of 1913, setting the stage for a lot of other uh, horrible things. And, and the devaluing of the monetary system, the, the money that was gold and silver at a time in our history that began to... Uh, well, the Federal Reserve System ran afoul of it, basically promised more than it had, and then eventually had to confiscate the gold in 1933 with the, well, it's basically a, a, a declaration of, of, of bankruptcy. Uh, they don't call it that, but a state of emergency that has been renewed every two years, I believe, since that time. And, and you know, you've worked and worked and worked harder and harder every year to get more Federal Reserve notes, finding out even if you get more of them, you can't buy as much with them. You can't keep up unless you're one of the people that touched the money first. Read uh, the books of Richard Mayberry, like whatever happened to Penny Candy, et cetera. And this article goes into the next stage, the central bank digital currencies, the ultimate tool of oppression. 
And it isn't just you know, Republicans that are waking up to this. Bobby Kennedy, who was a Democrat, now running as independent, said, you know, this is a disaster waiting to happen. If CBDCs become a reality, there is no more freedom. We've talked about what happened in Canada, the truckers, the protesters, those who donated to them, how their bank accounts were frozen out. We've seen some of our friends, Joe Mercola, being kicked out of a bank for what? He has opinions that, that uh, are not in line with... Uh, the World Health Organization, that's why we've been banned on YouTube and Spotify and LinkedIn, for instance. So your thought crimes are going to be punishable by uh, uh, removing your access to what you thought was your money. Being paid in Federal Reserve notes is evidence of debt. When you pay somebody in Federal Reserve notes, you call them dollars, paper dollars. <clears throat> you can't discharge a debt with more debt. I mean, there might be an agreement. That if you give me this, I'll give you that. But let's say, how about property rights? Do you have any? Well, you get a mortgage to pay for a house because who can who can pay for a house unless you're ultra wealthy with the amount of inflation that has transpired and you, you pay in digits, basic digitized Federal Reserve notes as it is. And let's say you pay off your mortgage. Are you free and clear or do you still have property tax? What they call property tax is really real estate tax because it's not property any longer. And these are real issues, real problems, and they're, they're far afield from the average person to discuss these things in polite company or impolite company. These are the things I've studied long before I, I took to the broadcast airwaves in 1999, learned about some horrific, scary things, and then made decisions that were scary as well to stand up and say, you know what? I want to live in integrity. I want to live in freedom. And I do not want to be numbered like a slave. I do not want to be numbered like my Jewish ancestors in World War II. Seems like uh, the, uh, the Israelis forgot that during COVID, what happened there. And as we talk about what's happening in Israel, we'll go into it more tomorrow with Jonathan E. Mord. Um, Israel is not without blame, but neither are the Palestinians, neither is Hamas. I mean, there's a, a lot of stuff going on. But still, when you are willing to kill babies and behead them, now you've lost any protection that you would be granted in, in normal course of war if there is such a thing moral conventions, if you will, international treaties. That's all bets are off at that point. So coming back to freedom and economics, central bank digital currencies would digitize you fully from your social security number on out. There would be no privacy. Those numbers that are existing now or added later to tie into medical records, tie into social media. The moment you have a wrong opinion, if you're part of the wrong religion or any religion that has a belief in God and not government, you will be shut out from the system. If you haven't got your latest, greatest MRNA booster, you will be shut out from the system. They will turn off your money or they will, what, um, let's say, well, we'll give you a 50% of your money this month, you know, until you come back in line with what we want you to come back in line with WEF stuff, ESG scores, et cetera. How will they succeed in doing that? Because many of you will say, well, I'm not going to go along with CBDCs. Well, if you have a bank account, they're going to convert them for you by saying this. We will give you two S, uh, CBDC dollars for every dollar you have in the bank account. And you're like, dude, I'm going to double my money. Many people will go for it. And that resistance that you had might fall by the wayside because suddenly you've doubled your money in your bank account. But you don't, let's say you hold out. You're like, oh no, I'm a man of principle. I, I don't want to do that. I, I want the you know, stuff I've been, I'm used to and working with. It's just to say, no. Next month they come back and say, we're, we're going to give you 1.5 times the amount of dollars in there you have if you you know go cbdc you're like uh oh i just lost how much you're like but no i'm still going to hold off on that then they go down to one to one you're like oh my gosh all these people that took advantage of that they've got all this free money now i don't have it and then they keep waiting you out until they go well we'll give you half 50 percent of the nut and and then many people will do do it at that point 
Now, for those of you that don't say, well, I'm just going to pull all my money out of the bank and use cash. That's fine for a little while until the Federal Reserve just pulls out all the stops and prints it to oblivion. And then you're dealing with trillion dollars in Bobway notes, if you will, that can't buy anything. It could hardly keep you warm for long enough to stay warm in the winter. And so they get you unless you look beyond that and say, hey, what has worked as a means of exchange throughout history? Gold, silver, copper, precious metals and or barter what you can do, what you have to offer, your skill set, all of these things have uh, a value outside of the artificial monetary system of the you know fractional reserve or no reserve banking. So the gold backs are something I brought up many times on this show, and I'm going to be speaking about that at the Great Exodus Conference in November 11th and 12th, I believe it is, in Dallas, Texas. Super Don, you have that in the upcoming events tab. If you guys want to check on that, there's still tickets available and I'll be speaking about how to get around the CBDCs when they inevitably try to uh, make them entice, entice you to join in them. And if you're the last holdout and you think the dollars that you hold today are going to buy anything, that's naive at the very least. So there it is. Yeah. Great Exodus Conference, South Lake, Texas, I believe it is, Dallas area. And so click on that banner. It's at the Westin and uh, 11th and 12th of November. And I'll be speaking. I'm also going to be speaking about the noble metals as, as not only money, but as medicine as medicine as well. And so I've got two, two talks there. That's a, a, a new one for me to talk directly on economics and I'll, and I'll bring up the gold back option. The gold is in the note. It's not being held in a vault somewhere that you're not sure if it's actually there. Cause that's what the bankers learn. Nobody's coming in for the, you know, the scripts or the notes to get the gold. So let's, let's just loan out more than we have. That's not happening with gold backs because you have the gold in the note from one one thousandth of a troy ounce of gold to one fiftieth or no one twentieth of a troy ounce of gold in the 50 gold back note. So you guys look into that and see there is honesty and integrity in money. There's just weights and measures available to you. That's a biblical principle. And we need to get back to that. So without even reading the story, the article out online here, but you guys can read it. CBD sees the ultimate tool of oppression. It's only there if you. Well acquiesce to their demands. If you're not prepared to find another way to interact with the economy than that which they dominate through monopoly money. Our founders warned us against this, Thomas Jefferson and others, even, even Adams, although, you know, well, there are others that were for the central banking, of course, right from the get-go. And remember on the, the war front, all wars are bankers' wars. That's still the truth, even though, you have to defend yourself if you've got people coming in to slaughter you. You are obligated if you believe in life, liberty, and property to defend it. And America, you better wake up because your open borders are setting you up for invasion from outside. But then again, we've been invaded from within by those in government who are Marxist, communist, collectivists, and even Republicans who believe that you should be required to participate in economic systems of slavery based on the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and what it brought forth since that time. And now we get into contracts of adhesion. You've heard me talk from time to time about birth certificates. My kids don't have them. You've heard me talk from time to time about social security numbers. My kids don't have them. You've heard me talk about marriage licenses. My wife and I don't have that either. Why would I invite the vampire into my house? Right? That's the old, you know, vampire can't come in unless you invite him in. Well, when you get a license to marry the one you love, you've asked, permission of government and therefore they are the basically stewards of that marriage and they in fact contracts of adhesion if you begin to read into this the fruits of your marriage become property of the state at their whim you know if they decide we don't like the way you're raising your kids we're taking them 
And if you don't believe me, try addressing your child's cancer, should that ever happen, with no chemo, radiation, or surgery, right? The fully sanctioned medical monopoly. And they will take away your children as if you are in some dangerous cult, but they will take them into their dangerous cult, which is an actual dangerous death cult, pharmacia, pharmacy, modern medicine. Allopathic medicine has a place, but not as a monopoly, not as a religion, not as the cult that it has become. Doctors, the good ones we feature here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, many of them have woken up in the harshness of COVID to see what they were trying to do right and how that boomerang back on them too, not just homeopaths like me. And those people have integrity because they got in it for the right reasons. They find their way back. They still don't know about natural medicine. They're learning, but they're not the experts. So stop treating them as such. And if their ego is leading them, you might want to find somebody else who is more humble in the eyes of God to recognize that all healing comes from God, as our rights do, not government. With that, I'm going to open it up to our first hour guest here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. First time on the show. I can't even say his website name because we have a lot of kids in the audience. Not that the kids don't hear this stuff, but it's just what we've elected to do. His name is Brandon Joe Williams. You see him as a state national of California author and common law lawyer, founder of Amnesty Coalition, a group that aims to address the slave state framework that is created by webs of legal contracts and documents like, oh, my gosh, did I mention birth certificates and Social Security cards? (laughs) I think we're going to have something to talk about. We might have some agreements on stuff. Hey, Brandon Joe, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you on board here. Super Don, check out his levels. They seem to be coming in a little hot, but uh, I definitely can hear you, Brandon. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I like, to, I like to turn my mic up a little bit before I come on the show. I just never know yeah. where people are at. We got you covered right? here now. No problem at all. Uh, anyway, look, I love what you're doing. I don't know all the details of what you're doing specifically, because there's a lot of different perspectives and takes on how to address some of the things I brought up in the opening monologue today. And I'm curious to hear your perspectives on it, your experiences. And and yes, you have a way that others can learn about it, too. And we have those linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com today. Wonderful. Well, first and foremost, uh, I've been on a lot of shows, uh, probably 50 or 60 in the past you know, several months. And I don't think I've ever been on a show where I'm I, I come onto the show almost speechless. Uh, <laughs> you are you are uh, far, far beyond even a lot of the fringe shows that I've been on in terms of what you know and, and how educated you are. And if the people who listen to this show are, are tracking with you on everything you've said, this is by far the, the highest level education show I've ever had the pleasure of coming on by far to the point where I, I'm almost a little bit like. I have almost like a, a bit of a presentation that I use for most of the shows that I go on. And I'm at the point now where I think I'm just going to throw all that out and we're just going to kind of go with whatever you want, because I I, I could go into the, the only area that I think that might be of interest and it might be something new and really fresh for for, yes. for, for you okay. would be to really dig into um, uh, financials mm-hmm. and, and how exactly bills of exchange work and how exactly sure. promissory notes work and that kind of thing. We can go in that direction with this conversation, or we can go more in the direction of like the actual way in which people, because, you know, you mentioned, you don't your kids don't have these things, which is uh, absolutely unbelievable, just through the roof, miraculous, right? But I'm sure you know that there are very few people fit that category. Uh, yes. Oh, I agree. You, probably you know, you're talking about minority, of, a minority of minority yeah, of yeah. minority. And, and kudos to my kids. Like I said, I've always told them that when you grow up, you're going to have a choice to make as an adult because, you know, many of us were not given that choice. We were entered 
a slave contract aware of and still to, for, to this day most people are oh it's not a slave contract it's like all right well let's let's look at the definitions of slavery and you you decide you know it may not be on a plantation getting whipped directly uh but the slavery is not just one thing in history that's what i think here uh so i'm encouraged by what you're doing and i'm here to for the first time and and i do want to get into some of the economics you said that might be something new for us to learn here as well as some of the mechanics of what you're doing you know, your research what it has led to in terms of how you're living your life and you know maybe the challenges you face because we've all faced challenges when we decide i don't want to be a slave yeah so i can just run through a few things uh first and foremost you know if you do have a, a social security number and you do have a birth certificate i don't consider that to be necessarily so much of a negative thing anymore because I've spent a lot of time trying to really understand how I can gain control over that situation and how I can use that situation to my advantage right and and really when you when you go down a lot of these rabbit holes and you start to really research a lot of this stuff you realize that it was originally set up as something that was supposed to benefit you right mm-hmm. so so they what they do is that the only way that any of these crazy systems can go into place is they have to basically explain or, Mm. or, or really in writing, like a lot of the original acts are actually really beautiful. So you read the original acts and you read the original things that they originally promised. And then you realize that what they did is they basically just kind of flipped on their promise, right? Essentially is what happened or they, or they manipulated the, the beneficial system in a way to make it beneficial to them and or yes. they flip the trust well, they, or whatever they well, do they, right they oversell the benefits and leave all of the uh let's say clauses that also apply that you might not like if you knew they kind of keep them on the down low much like a used car salesman might try to sell you a used car without showing you all the things that are wrong with it yeah so like for example i have a i have a durable power of attorney that i actually made um because in law, you know, uh, I'll say some things that it sounds like your all your audience will know, but I'm going to just assume just that way I yeah, don't no, go ahead. lose anybody yes, or anything. Please. But the definition of the word person includes uh, uh, associations, includes trusts, it includes corporations. So if you look on even like my Williams and Williams Law Firm website, uh, it's Williams in normal uh, spelling and then Williams and all capitals, right? So I took their idea of of something that most people would find to be very, very upsetting, which is the idea that a corporation is a person. And uh, uh, I've actually used it to my advantage. So now I, now it's not just it's not just Williams, it's Williams and Williams. And I actually have a whole corporate profile for the person called Brandon Joe Williams in all capital letters, which is the public corporation. Uh, so, uh, the, the funny thing is, is that, uh, I've turned this whole thing into sort of like a, a, a joke and kind of like a fun, a fun kind of like a Nickelodeon cartoon. You know what I mean? I, li- and, I like that. I, we got, yeah. we got to do more fun, more jokes. Believe me. We yeah. need that. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, this is an area that people are already angry enough as it is. And then they learn some of this stuff and it just makes them even angry. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's like a bottomless pit of frustration and rage. Uh, so, so. I have a durable power of attorney with my uh, public corporation and I treat my public corporation as it's a person. So I basically operate as two different persons in mm. law. You're, you're using the legal fiction in a unique way. You're kind of turning it around and going, I'm taking charge of that legal fiction. and I know what it is. It isn't me, but it's something that is perceived by those agendas, agencies, et cetera, that have tried to convince all of America that they are 
creatures or creations of government. They don't say it overtly, but that's what it ties them into because corporations are artificial, artificial creations of the state. And, yeah. you know, you would talk to a person and you tell them that they go, well, I'm not an artificial creation of the state. And then you look at, well, look at all of these contracts that you're, you know, the, the adhesions that you weren't even aware of that make you that less than you really are. And then you operate in ignorance uh, and, and, and basically in an enslaved state, even if you think you're free, the illusion that you are free, that's what they count on. And uh, so, you know, again, I'm fascinated by what you're doing here in terms of turning the tables a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So so the Constitution states that, you know, the only real area that the government has any real jurisdiction over is commercial activity in between the states. Right. So what they did is they 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 turned that tiny, itty bitty little hole that was barely perceivable into the size of a black hole or a Grand Canyon, essentially, is what they did. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's very fascinating because, OK, for example, if you have a corporation, OK, and one of your employees does something really horrible, it could be like really, really dark, something really bad. Right. You as the, the CFO or the CEO or whatever, you're not going to go to prison or be prosecuted necessarily because of the limited liability that a corporate veil gives you. Right. Mm hmm. Now, your name in all capital letters is literally a business. It's literally a corporation. So the thing is, is that why can't you do the same exact thing with your name in all capital letters? So what I do is when you start studying signatures, it's a, it's a really, uh, it's a really, really powerful area because there's a lot of different ways to sign things. There's a lot of terminology that you can use in your signatures. Uh, there's a lot of there's actually a whole section of finance that has to do with signatures called endorsing, which is a area that's really, really important for learning about how to deal with your financial world and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You can actually write, you can actually sign a document. You can say by colon, mm -hmm. and you can put like your last name, comma, your first name, hyphen, your middle name slash agent. And then you can say for, mm -hmm colon right and then you can put your name in all capital letters so what you're saying in that signature is you're saying me as the as the non-corporate person natural person yeah i'm signing this document on behalf of the, artificial the creation corporation the artificial <laughs> yeah. so what you're doing is you're saying you're saying the artificial creation is the one that's actually signing this i have limited liability in commercial activity from that uh uh public corporation and so what you're doing is you're basically giving yourself commercial limited liability by doing that. Dude, did you, did you grow up in a legal family or is this something you discovered <laughs> later on in life? Because uh, I, again, you're, you're saying some things I, I have studied on and things I, I appreciate and I want everybody to learn about it. And again, we'll let everybody know how to access what you're doing. Uh, but get, give me some backstory here because, you know, I woke up in <laughs> my 20s to, to this because I was praying to God for healing because I was sick for the first 19, 18, well, 24 years of my life, technically, before I found natural medicine. But that opened me up. My petitions to God to, for healing opened me up to all of these things from yeah. the spiritual, political, economic, all of these things to to see how the laws, the natural laws are supposed to be applied and what's not happening. So that opened me up early on to to come to some uncomfortable conclusions about the planet we're on, the deceptions that are being done. And, and, and many good people are deceived and are doing deceiving. And unbeknownst to them, they're doing it, right? Not everybody's a nefarious schemer at this level. Many of us are just operating within it because that's what we were born into. So again, question to you, Brandon, when did you kind of go, whoa, something's, something's up here. This matrix is not, it's, it's not working for me. 
so so you know, I was I was I was young, and I was I was uh, I flunked out of college twice, and and my mom got. I'll give you the super short version of all this. Mm-hmm. My mom got very very sick. She started gaining weight at a tremendously fast rate. She was irritable. She was eating cakes and stuff all night long, and and sleeping all during the day. And it was like something out of The Exorcist. It was really Jeez. crazy. Uh, she knew she was going to die. We took her around. The only thing that, you know, all these high-end hospitals and stuff, all they did was they removed half her thyroid. That's mm-hmm. all they did. <laughs> okay. Which made things worse. Shocking, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she ended up reading a whole bunch of books. Like she went to the library. She knew she was going to die. And she got books after books after books after books after books after books. Everything. The Eckhart Tolle uh tony robbins from from mental emotional spiritual diet food nutrition everything everything and she was reading at a blazingly fast rate right and one of the books that she ended up reading was actually dianetics by iron hubbard Mm. and i she ended up holding a family meeting and she was like uh you know we uh I, i really like this book and and it's become this religion that i've never heard of that none of us had ever heard of called scientology and uh She's like, I want to go to Chicago and I want to check this thing out because it, if it has anything to do with what I read in this book, this is this is this is seriously something that I think might be exactly what I need to do, which is mm-hmm. psychosomatic illness, the mind and the ideas in the mind and 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 making the body ill, right? So we ended up going to the church in Chicago. And long story short, I worked for the church for many years and 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 blah 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 blah. But one of the main tenets in the in the church, uh, uh, literally to the point where it's it's taken so seriously, you could actually be removed from the church if you don't practice this, is the the clearing of the definitions of words. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like our first commandment, you could say, in, in terms of our a religious text uh, tenets, right? Mm-hmm. So over the years, uh, you know, it was like just kind of like you know, I just started clearing up words and clearing up words and clearing up words. And then one day, uh, you know, I couldn't really read the first five years or so I was involved in the church. I could, I, that's kind of one of the reasons why I even got involved in the first place. And, uh, and I started looking at the small common words like of, and is, are, were, right. And I was like, dang, you know, I actually don't even really know exactly what these mean fully. Because there's all these different ways that they're used, all these different. Brings to mind the, the the word. Uh, what is it? Depends on what the definition of is is. That's a Bill yeah. Clintonism, right? Yeah. So so I started clearing up the small common words, and then when I I spent about three or four months doing that, and after I did that, uh, and I mean all day every day, just every time I'd see the word of or is, it's like, what's definition is that? I don't know. Look it up. 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 Look up the word is, you know, 75 times or more, 150 <laughs> times or whatever. Right. After that, my my reading comprehension and reading speed went through the roof. Right. Mm-hmm. And then years and years and years go by and I've been living this kind of a life for a long time. I see anything, you know, it's, I see something on the Internet. I see this. Uh, I want to look at the definition. I look at the etymology of the word. What's the history of the word, which is part of the right. religious teaching that origin. we do. Yeah, it's so important to know the words you're using because it will be used against you if you don't. So then I um, then I uh, fast forward to more recently and uh, I had the employment development department uh, uh, threaten my company. I have two very close friends that work for the company, a landscaping company. And I had a friend of mine who'd been trying to tell me about a lot of this stuff and it was just terrifying to me and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I told her mm-hmm. no for two, about two years. And then finally I called her and said yes. 
And she introduced me to law. She introduced me to Black's Law Dictionary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and to me, this whole definition war thing was, I mean, I'd been doing this for, you know, since 2006. So for me, I was already 15 years deep into dictionaries, heavy, heavy research using definitions of words, yeah. etymology studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so by the time I got into this, this was like this was like a kid at a candy store, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so what happened was, is I, I was, you know, cause people are amazed. They're like, you've only been doing this for like a year and a half. This guy's doing this for 20 years. They don't have half the knowledge you have. How do you do it? How do you? And, and, and the, the real thing is just, it's just this sort of like the definitions of the etymology and like going through black's law and all this. I mean, this was like, uh, not only is it extremely easy for me being a 15 year veteran, but it's it's uh, it's extremely pleasurable for me. And it's 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 utterly life changing. I mean, there's mm-hmm. times there's so often when I'm looking up definitions or I'm looking through a contract, I'm doing this and I have a realization that's so big that I'm just like, I have to put it down and like go for a walk and get a beer or something. It's like it's <laughs> like it's like it, yeah. it, this is such a spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's such a spiritual um you know, you, you, you're like, you feel free and you're feeling great. And then the next day you, you're on this whole other level the next day. And then you, you just, you know, year and a half goes by. And now it's like, I could be driving 150 miles an hour past a police officer. And they won't even, they won't even follow me. It becomes, it becomes almost like a, like a, like a, there's different levels of understanding, different levels of self-esteem sure. that, that, that you sort of get to. And then you get to a certain level where where it's like your your own mind literally creates the reality even for other people, you know, which is almost like, a, you know, it's sort of like the different levels of angels. You have the angels, you have the archangels and you have the the different levels that go up. The It's almost mm-hmm. like it's it's almost it, it, which is something I was kind of studying more recently. It's almost like uh, there, there's different there's different classes of what of what of what God you know, mm-hmm. the closer you are to God or the closer you, you are to, you know, through trust law, I've learned a lot about the operations of God. Right. So it's like, if you walk around knowing trust law and you know, it's very simple, it's, it's whatever's in the trust is not owned by any party. It's basically owned by God. Essentially you're the trustee, you administer those assets and the mm-hmm. beneficiary benefits from what's going on inside of those assets being processed or, or, mm-hmm. or used or utilized. When you live your life with that information, which that's very, very old biblical information. Your life just gets great. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so simple. It's just, you know, yeah. you, it's like you on the show, you're the trustee and the people that are listening are the beneficiaries and they understand what they're doing and they benefit from the information and you understand what you're doing as the trustee. And then you, by that action, by the action of, of, of operating in God's image, Mm-hmm. you create other trustees because after you benefit them, they can now turn around and take the trustee position. Now, Brandon, I got, I got to ask you about the scary part of this. And you mentioned the scary part. It, it is that in my estimation is that you have to take total responsibility for your life. You are not asking for government permission, much less government bailout. You are engaging in something that is more in alignment of who you really are spiritually, et cetera, and then living according to those beliefs. Now, you mentioned the issue of, uh, you know, speeding and not and I don't know if it was a literal uh, thing you were saying. I'll just throw this out there because that was the example. But the um, the idea of uh, a driver's license, a license permission slip to do that, which would I would consider not needing permission that is traveling, whereas driving has been uh 
converted because you, when you leave, read the definition of driving, it's a commercial activity using the, the roads for profit or gain. And so they license that. They have authority to license that, et cetera. But most people are not engaging in, in actual com- commerce when they're going from point A to point B. Now, having said that, if you don't fall under the, those regulations and you, you don't need the so-called driver's license, it doesn't uh, absolve you from what, what I call reckless endangerment, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going 150 miles in a school zone, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a, a, even if you succeeded and no one was hurt, that's something that, uh, you know, society would say, well, no, that, that doesn't work. That also is a violation, even if we don't have you regulated under our so-called commercial codes. Does it, you know what I'm saying there? And so yeah. some people will look at what we're talking about and say, oh, it's a get out of jail free card. That's not what this is about. This is, in my estimation, again, it's about stepping into freedom, which is also stepping into total responsibility and not looking for handouts and bailouts anymore. And you're really existing, you know, on the fringes of what we call society, but also more closer, I believe, to the heart of creation and God that wants us to be, you know, sovereign, autonomous and and also free to then help others because we have abundance at that in that in that space and place and in living in this way. Now, I just have you comment on what I said, just if there's any clarifications that need are needed. Yeah, the, the, the word the word responsibility is 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 a very it's like the word love there there's it's very to, to really pin it down you have to talk about it for a little while it's one of those it's one of those huge massive monstrosities of a word that is so uh inconceivable and it's so unprocessable to the point where it usually just makes people upset because people have used that word against them to try to control them throughout their life so from my experiences in law, I have a very interesting and fascinating, obviously, because I'll take a word like that and I'll study it off and on for years if I have to. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, uh, I'm almost sad when it is finally complete. You know what I mean? So the word responsibility, right? Like, for example, let's say you receive a bill in the mail and you don't um, you don't respond to the bill and they send you another one of the same bill. They send you a second notice and a third notice. In law, the way it works is, that of which you don't respond to becomes true, becomes contracted through acquiescence, right? Then I started thinking about the word responsibility. And then you take response ability. It's the ability to respond. Hmm. In law, that's how that word would be translated, right? Now, a lot of people don't have the ability to respond. Let's say, for example, you're in a marriage and your wife is upset about something or she says something and you are not able to respond in a way that creates a, a settlement of a dispute, which is also law, right? For example, even the word argue. The legal definition of the word argue is to make clear. Hmm. So you're arguing in an effort to take responsibility for the settlement of a dispute, right? Most people don't have any clue what any of that means, and they're just going to get angry if you were to say that sentence. But now that we've talked about the definitions of the words, most people will probably be like, huh, that's actually not very enraging. Of course, because the ability to respond is really a beautiful, clarifying way of saying take responsibility. Uh, you know, it, 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 puts, it puts the person more in the driver's seat. It doesn't make them wrong. The, the, the use of the word responsibility generally makes people wrong throughout their life. That's why they have a bad response to the idea of responsibility. So 
talking about the definitions of the words and going into great detail as to what these things mean, clean up a lot of, of these different areas. Um, like the word argue, I have a whole section in my course, literally an entire video, mm -hmm. just talking about the definition of the word argue, because it's so powerful, uh, right. you know, to make clear, it's like, to wow. make clear. Yeah. And, and I love, uh, you know, to argue, but you know, argue as a negative connotation is, is not where I perceive it to be. It's to engage in clarity or, or attempts to engage in clarity. And speaking of clarity, Super Don, I got to ask you to open up your microphone and camera because uh, we got to figure out how to tell people where to go in terms of the website that Brandon has because <laughs> the one the one that it is, which I, I laughed out loud. I told my wife, and she just well, I, I, I'll tell you, I had, I, it was you know I got up this morning. I get up at you know like five o'clock in the morning. You know, get my coffee, sit down, look to see what Kevin's got booked for the day for the for the show. <laughs> And, and at first I didn't have the media kit. So I was just like, yeah, this happens. Right. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just Google his name and I'll find out, you know, you know, find out some information about him and the website that came up and I'm looking at it and I'm like, um, <laughs> and so I shot him a message. I'm like, so yeah, why, why are we having this guy on? And how, how are we supposed to do this exactly? Yeah. And then it wasn't after, until after I really dug in and then I found the media kit. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. All right. So the, the, the website name is for maybe more like overnight shows or something like that or like that. But Brandon, or I, you know, I should say King Brandon, because I got to tell you, you guys have been having like this really super smart conversation with all this stuff and like that. Like I, it, my brain just went <laughs> because I just want to know how to become a king of my own nation. If you, you know, I'd be good right. with just that. The radio, you know, forget the rest of it, man. Oh my gosh! Because well, in your in your bio, it says you are legally uh, recognized as a king of your own nation. I just, yeah. dude, man, do you have a crown? I mean, I should get a Burger King crown because that'd be kind of like the joke part of it. I kind of like Keep make going. everything kind of a joke. That is like too cool. So, so just to clarify. Um, because I, the, the, you know, there's a lot of cursing, a lot of craziness. My website is totally, totally off the rails, right? So, yes. so what I did was, I took the subject of of law and legal, right? I Just remember this, this real quick, Super Don. Good to be king. Our, our good friend Michael Bednarik, who's no longer <laughs> with us, the foundation of our constitutional freedoms. It is that every American was a king or a queen in his own. I know, but he's life. like he's yeah. like officially a king. That's different. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I can explain it. It's actually very simple. Uh, it's crazy how simple it is, actually. Uh, so, so, but just to explain my website, especially for yes. your audience, might be a little bit more on the on the uh, the 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 shocked side of of like, wow, what this guy is, what is this guy doing? So, I wanted to take all of this crazy legal stuff, the law stuff, all this crazy stuff that makes people angry, that's very confusing, that no one can read, and I wanted to turn it into like a Beavis and Butthead show. Basically, I can fully appreciate that. Yeah, more, more than you realize. That's yeah. literally that's literally all it is. It's all it's <laughs> just take it with a grain of salt. It's all fake it's all a joke it's, yep. it's you go on my social media no one is angry no one is upset if I, people come in and they're hot i kick them out like it's all a big it's all a big it's all a big laugh factory just to be clear okay okay so was so, that by said, the way we do have a website that we can say on the air that'll forward <laughs> to the website that we can't and we choose not to yes. just because like i said we have a lot of families that listen with our kids because it's a you you know it's a good information education yeah. entertainment show that yeah. we do here and yeah. we like that the families a lot of kids have grown up listening and watching this show and so they have a knowledge base that most people don't and yeah. so uh 
the, no, I respect it. I respect it a thousand percent. You know, my 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 material is probably the 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 complete polar opposite of that. So yeah, and it's not <laughs> appreciated too. Yeah. And like you said, I yeah. told my wife, and we were laughing it up. It was great. But if you don't want to say it out loud, just go to don't be a slave doc. You'll see what it is. Yeah. Your your, your internet glitched there for a second, Robert. It's don't be a slave dot com. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And then let the parents be the ones to read the website and then they can explain it to the children. Yeah. 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 yeah that's perfect. There like you go. That. I All like right. that a lot. That's well, great. We appreciate the humor reverence because we've got as i said we've got to find the funny in all of this or else we're all we crying. have teased the idea of doing overnight show so we could just take the gloves off and and just just speak uh normal as well i don't know i would say normal yes, speak say, but yeah. Yeah. one one of the reasons why i went yeah. this direction is because uh when i started learning about a lot of this stuff i started getting involved with some of the people and every single person literally that i could even find that had anything to do with any of this information was above the age of like 60. Yeah. And I mean, everybody. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, literally. And I'm everybody. trying to wrap the kids into this, you know, honestly. Let no, no. And that's point. why that's why I literally was thinking about it for like a week because my background is marketing and sales. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how can I drive this information down into the, the lower age brackets? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that's another reason why there's a lot of thought, actually, a lot of planning that went into how crazy my brand is. Actually, it's, it's actually a tremendous amount of, of work and study and, and thinking and, and flow tell, lines. Dude. And, yeah, it was, it was a lot actually. So, uh, but I don't want to lose the audience as super Don has said, you and I are, I can engage in some deep level. Yeah. Which I enjoy thoroughly, <laughs> but I sometimes forget. You know, it's a whole other, uh, you know, curricula, if you will, in the, in the realm of life. And even though we can drop hints at this stuff, it can be overwhelming. So uh, I'll let you follow up to Super Don's question of, does it mean, you know, you're the king, you're officially the king. Oh, versus, yeah. Right. So, so uh, uh, I can, I can do a screen share on this and show you guys some things or sure. I can just talk about it, whatever you want. Um, what do you think, Super D? A screen share might be good visually. We got six minutes. Oh, dude, we're, we're running out of time. This is fast. Oh, okay. oh, running out of time. So I'll I'll do it uh, uh, verbally, and then you guys can just cliff notes. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the United States, if you look at twenty eight USC three thousand two, you can just type that into the internet. Twenty eight three uh, USC three thousand two, which stands for United States Code. You go down to subsection fifteen. It's going to say United States means, and it's going to say a federal corporation. Then you're going to go to UCC, which stands for Uniform Commercial Code, mm -hmm. 9-307. You're going to go down to subsection H, and it's going to say location of the United States. The United States is located in the District of Columbia. So the United States is a federal corporation, and that federal corporation is legally located in the District of Columbia. Now, you start to go down this rabbit hole further, like going on Dun & Bradstreet. You'll also find that state of California is a corporation that's located in the District of Columbia. City of Los Angeles is a corporation that's located in the District of Columbia. County of Los Angeles is a, is a corporation that's located in the District of Columbia. So what happens is, is that uh, you can actually uh, there's there's two different types of, of statuses. Let's say uh, there's nationality and then there's citizenship. And you're actually both at the same time. OK, you can actually get rid of the citizenship entirely by going through an expatriation process, which is actually pretty simple, right? Once you get rid of the citizenship, you are now just a national. 
a national is not part of the legal fiction. A national is sure. a natural human. And in the U.S. passport, of, it says citizen or national. It says citizen it right or there. national, exactly. Yeah. Or uh, the, the old, old, old definition of the word national from the 1873 case that actually uh, tore apart the 14th Amendment called the Slaughterhouse Cases at the Supreme Court. They call it state citizen. Mm-hmm. So national and state citizen mean basically the same thing, which is an actual American. A U.S. citizen is not an American. A U.S. citizen is a a, a volunteer employee or officer of the foreign yeah, you, you corporation. Yeah, reduce your status at law by becoming a citizen. That's a fascinating journey. When we talk about yeah. the concept of sovereignty, which I brought up earlier, where, you know, basically the people were the sovereign and the, the government was subjugated, you know, if you will. And it's the reverse of that. What's been since at least the 14th amendment, uh, where people have subjected themselves to a, you know, formerly servant government and they become the yeah. so-called servants by altering their status from some. And of course, we get into very confusing and purposefully con- confusing things like uh, uh, sovereign citizens, which is an, is an oxymoron. And then they try to say that you're all a bunch of domestic terrorists and on and on it goes yeah. because they want to keep away any of this, any you know, education involved in going back to origin point to really restore the freedom that all Americans enjoyed. Uh, and it wasn't uh, dependent on something called citizenship in a, in a federal or national way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother subject. A lot of sovereign citizen people are uh, excessively angry and and there are a lot of people who are violent. Those are the people who end up getting the spotlight because they want to they want to position all of us as a, a branding mechanism as being this violent type of, you know, I, that's why I don't represent any of that. And really, it just comes down to my next point for when it comes to uh, when you become a national. If you want to have your own nation, uh, uh, the def- uh, the secret to having your own nation is actually located in uh, 18 U.S.C. 11, which is the definition of foreign government. If you look up 18 U.S.C. 11, you'll see definition of foreign government. And inside the definition, it says uh, any anybody, any body of insurgents, any per- person, any I can't remember the exact terminology, but uh, uh, anybody within a within a country or state uh, uh uh, which is at peace with the United States. And it says at the very end of the definition, irrespective of recognition by the United States. Mm. So in order to have your own nation, you have to be at peace. So then I started clearing up what's the definition of peace. And I started looking at a lot of court cases where they were talking about the definition of the word peace. Definition of the word peace is is, is a simple, and I have all this on my website in, in a much larger format, but uh, simply uh, creating tranquility within your own group as well as creating tranquility with other groups or nations outside of your group through the power of, of essentially relations and diplomatic relations. So as long as you are tranquil within your own group and you're creating tranquility within other groups uh, and you aren't uh, contracted in as being part of United States, which is a corporation, state of California, which is a corporation, county of Los Angeles, which is a corporation, or city of Los Angeles, which is a corporation, you officially basically have a completely sovereign zone or sovereign nation, mm-hmm. and that nation only needs to be a piece. It does not need to be officially recognized by the United States as per 18 U.S.C. 11 Dude, in order to be considered a full-blown cool. foreign government. Yeah, it's really cool. Remember the term domestic tranquility. Everybody's heard that, right? Yeah. Uh, that's another aspect of, of where you're going. Uh, I, Super Don, what do you think? We, we need to have 
Brandon back on to go further on this because we barely scratched the There's a, Yeah, there, and, and we've got some comments in the chat room. One of them is, let him speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One hour. I always get told one hour, and it always ends up being two or three. Every yeah. single time. I've been on seven so shows. And it's I think a part time. two would be great <laughs> sure, uh, if, you're, if you're open to it. I'm so impressed by this show. I, I am just blown away. Uh, I would, I'd be honored to come back on your show. Well, Robert gets all the credit. Because I'm just the dude sitting over going, how do I become king? <laughs> I, I, I just, I still don't understand it, but you know, it's just like, just, just say, yeah. here, just make me king. I just, whatever, I, you know, where do me, I sign? I, I love that you bring that perspective up quite honestly, because, you know, listen, where have I been invested in my research for, you know, 30 years plus now? Uh, it, it's in an area where I will engage in and, and forget just because, you know, I'll get lost in the fascination of, and, and, an interest in the things that Brandon's also studied. Uh, and then where's the window or bridge into this? And you, and Tuberty, you're, you're keeping it real in that sense. And I appreciate that. That's why I de- definitely we need to do a part two with you, Brandon. We can we can have this discussion, an argument even, uh, to make things clear. There you go. Right? I love Getting that. Getting into financials is, is probably where the next conversation should go. That's going to be... Okay. That's, we'll that's make a note a, of that because... We might get it, but getting into financials is where we want to go next. Cause I know a lot of people will be interested in that. And already oh, yeah. Leslie get, is saying, we need more. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So by the way, before we let you go, I just want to point out in the show notes there, there's a couple yeah. of things here. You've got a, uh, a special giveaway of something called the state national theory and a free course called the contract killer course. Can you just talk about that, that real quick before we let you go? Yeah, so so state national theory is an entire page on my main website, don'tbeaslave.com, which will redirect you towards the one we won't say, uh, <laughs> which is all fun and games. Uh, uh, state national theory is a is basically an entire book's worth of information. It's basically a book, but I didn't ever print in a book because I edit that material whenever I get new research or I have new clarifications. So it gets edited actually quite often, so I can't print a book because it's just going to be obsolete within a couple <laughs> weeks or three weeks. So okay. instead, it's more of like a living book, I guess you could say. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the contract killer course is is back last year. I had everybody wanted me to do an audio visual presentation. They didn't want to read for the younger audience, obviously. Right. Uh, so so what I did was I created a, a song and dance, totally crazy me making jokes and singing and all cursing and all. It's just a totally insane presentation. Uh, of basically the the state national theory in an audio visual format. The cool thing about the, the contract killer course is I actually show a lot of things. I show the law. I show the forms. I show how to fill them out live, hmm. where I don't do that in the state national theory page. So, so they're both uh, pretty much the two main bodies of information. There's some sub bodies, and I have a YouTube channel, and I have a bunch of other stuff too. But those are the two main bodies of my research for, and they're both free. It's all free. Wow, dude, awesome. And I got to tell you this morning, in addition to the, you know, the first thing I saw was your website. Then when I went to your website, I saw the thing on, on the course, uh, con- uh, contract killer course, a free course, contract killer. And I was just like, what? <laughs> no, it's not that kind of contract. Well, and I was like, thing. oh, right. Thing. I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, all right. Yeah, so well, both of those first, things are, are free on the website, on our website. Be, just, yeah. you know, my first thought was the four corners of a contract and super Don <laughs> went right into. I fell thing. for it. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. fell, I fell for the marketing uh, yeah. trick there and it was, it was brilliant. Dude, Thank Brandon, you do you have any public events? Uh, if you can call them that, that you'll be speaking at an event or, or is this all focused online as we wrap up here today? 
You know, I would love to. Uh, uh, I would love to. Uh, many, many people have asked me to. Uh, I've never been like officially asked like, hey, we have this event. Do you want to come? I've never had like a full blown like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd love to. I mean, I'd be I, I would do great and it would be a, a great experience for me. And it's something that's probably the next level for me. Uh, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, am I going to be throwing events myself live? Uh, maybe locally here in Los Angeles at some point I'll, I'll do mm-hmm. something like that. But, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of like the online presence is, is big. And like, like I said before, for the, for the younger audience, the online is, is really effective. So, um, the online has been really good to me. This thing, this thing has gotten really, really big, uh, really, really fast. I'm only, I'm only a year and a half into this. Nice. Uh, so. Well, it's timely. If there ever was a time for it, it's now. Leslie, it sounds like she's inviting you to the RSB family reunion of 2024 uh, to speak. So there you go. You have one invitation. We'll have to talk to you about that off air. Perfect. Uh, yeah, thank you. But in the meantime, like I said, we'll go into the financials next time. We'll, we'll have to work on the schedule to get you back on for part two. And I appreciate you rolling with me and Super D today yeah. with all the, the little bit of the background, that, you know, the paths that you went through to get here. And I always yeah. want to know the backstory for me is as important as much as you have learned is like, you know, what, what drives you, what motivates you and what makes you tick. And, and it helps people to know, all right, this is what this guy's all about, you know? Awesome. And, and as I say that it's never about a hundred percent agreement on any or all of these things, because there's very few of us that can find a hundred percent agreement on everything. In fact, I don't think anybody, if you drill down on things, but that's not the way it's designed to be anyway. Now within the four corners of an agreement, it'd be nice that everything was open and available and everybody knew what the words meant or understood, you know, if you will, but you know, that's also a lost thing. And I think what you're doing is helping people to see that by going to word origin, which is something I love and I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by as well. So mm-hmm. Brandon, Joe Williams, check it out. Don't be a slave.com. And you'll find out what the real website is <laughs> and you'll laugh like me and my wife did. I hope you do anyway, <laughs> Brandon, look, really excited to, to connect with you for the first time. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot more healing to go on the Robert's Gap Bell Show. You, me, and Super D next. And uh, we'll get Brandon Joe back on the show again. And in the meantime, the power to heal on all levels is really yours. Well, that, uh, that was a fun hour. I, I did, I didn't, and I did expect it. I will just say that uh, about, uh, Brandon last hour. And it, it's, it seems like at least those of you vocal out there, uh, want to do more on that subject and I'm happy to do so. I, I'm, you know, I, I geek out on the subject matter going into history and, and definitions and words and what it means and how does it play out the deceptions that run very deep. You've heard me mention some of them over time, but it's not the focus, the sole focus of the show, as you know, it, it really is fundamentally about healing health, freedom as well. And in that, which was my journey, I found out all of these other things, my desire to be well, my desire to be healthy, to overcome all the chronic ailments, fish disease, inflammatory cascades in my body. It drove me to learn about a lot of things, but first and foremost was my desire to know God, to, to know my purpose and my mission for being here. And, you know, my 
purpose and mission is going to be different from yours. And even, even as Super Don and I do a lot together, his mission and purpose in this life may be subtly different or significantly different in ways as well. I'm just trying to become king. He's just, he wants to be king. That's my purpose in life now. That we've just revealed Superdon's ulterior motive. He wants to be king. (laughs) And he's put up with me all of this time. But in a land where everybody is king, in theory, technically could be, again, there is respect as long as you don't violate your rights and my rights, et cetera. These are things that are adult in nature, I guess you could say. His kids don't know. They have to learn these things. And you find out that parents that didn't teach their kids right from wrong, uh, you know, you you get these kids that become adults that are horrible adults. Now, I'm not saying there are kids that were raised in families that taught them right from wrong that decide to go off the rails. That happens. Super Don knows that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> personally. I'm sure I've done things as well. But the point is, in freedom, we can make it through. Now, um, there's a lot going on around the world. It's overwhelming. In fact, it's emotional. It's so many things that are distracting us. And as I would encourage, you know, personal responsibility for all things. And I say where possible, I think it is possible everywhere, but it's a, it's something we're so out of practice doing. Because we look at government, what does government do? Whatever it wants with no accountability, people in government for the most part can do whatever they want with little or no accountability. And so you have all of these people running around acting like they're kings that are absolved of any liability for their actions should they injure or kill another or result in theft of property. And so we've got millions upon millions of Americans, much less other people inhabiting uh, other places around the world that are running around irresponsibly, like behaving like you're, you know little children, not in a good way, in a way that says, I can take your stuff, I can break your things, and there's nothing you can do. And that's a level of immaturity that exists on this planet. And when we see that people can't get along or won't get along, and it results in absolute disastrous warfare, killing babies, children, uh, women, families, nothing to do with what's really going on, whether they be Israeli, Palestinian, or otherwise. Um, you know, it's it's a tough situation. That's where I go, Super D. I'm just going to disappoint But then again, I'm part of humanity. And so it's a reflection of me, you know, and I got to do better. But I also have to sleep at night to know what I've done all that I can. And I realize there's always more to do. And we don't want to go down on, a, uh, you know, in a, a rat hole of going, there's no way I can achieve any of this. So I might as well give up now and just do ever, all the debauchery and all the things that other people get away with. Because that was kind of the opening on the CBD when I was talking about how they'll offer you two to one or one and a half to one, or one to one is sort of like, oh, free money, right? Mm-hmm. No strings will come with that, right? And and that's the, you know. Well, they know, they know that it, if they do something like that, the people are going to go for it, or right? enough people are going to go for it that it's going to be successful yeah. in their eyes uh, in what it is they're trying to accomplish. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but, you know, I mean, think about it. You 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 push a uh, a, a a section of society into a situation of debt mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, hard times, and then you you find out you find, then you dangle the carrot right you know yeah. the the find the the money carrot uh, in front of of course they're gonna go for it you know I mean a lot of people it's like the um, what was it those checks that they were sending out during the pandemic right right free money. Oh man, people coming out of the yeah. woodwork. People who hadn't paid taxes and in five years suddenly filed their taxes because right? they wanted to get money. that $1,300 yeah. check, right? 
Yeah. And, and the thing is, <laughs> there are a lot of people that are what you would qualify as, well, overall, they're responsible people, business people, on and on. And they went for it because it's free money. It's like, well, they're going to give it to me. Might as well take it. That comes with strings. And, uh, I, you know, listen, this is not me judging other people because everybody's got their journey. And we learn what we learn when we learn it. We only know what we know when we know it. And then the question is, what do we do with that new knowledge, if you will? And, I, you know, I've always been driven with, you know, I want to do the right thing. Could I mess up, screw up, misinterpret? and do, Of course. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I hopefully never get so cocky to believe that I'm above and beyond the ability to screw up or get something wrong. And that's why I have a wife and that's why I have a radio wife. <laughs> you know, to, you know, say, Hey dude, come on. Right. A little too far on that. Um, but this journey to learn these things is exciting to me in the midst of a lot of things that we go, man, this place really does suck. There's a lot of things that are bad happening, but there's a lot of things that are good happening. And I always try to say, can we get back to that to outcreate the bad guys and the bad stuff? Yeah. We got to acknowledge and deal with things that are not pretty and might be getting uglier, but do we then, you know, break down and just give up and quit? Or do we find, hey, man, there's a there's a large purpose for me being here, for you being here. What is that? Identify that. And then you'll find a way to get up every day, no matter what happens, and carry on as long as you're here. Now, the idea of responsibility, Super D, is, is you know, exemplified by people like what? Anthony Fauci. You know, how many decades has he been in government? Deceiving. Uh, he had his own fiefdom. He was like a king of his own uh, fiefdom at NIH, NIAID promoting only things that would profit him and his cronies, his friends, or whoever was his uh, controller. And now Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul says, without question, Fauci belongs in jail. There are a lot of people in government that belong in jail, not just Fauci. Fauci would be the poster child if he, if that were ever to happen. I, I tend to, I don't like to be cynical about these things, Super D, but what do you think? The odds of Fauci ever being imprisoned for his crimes. Nah. I don't yeah. see it happening. I don't see it happening either. Now, no. it's not that I wouldn't be happy if it happened. I'm like, yeah, that's justice uh, that everybody can see. But we can't also give up on life because there are people that get away with stuff all the time. And I don't think in the long run they do. That's my personal belief, religious, spiritual, or philosophical belief, that the, the karmic debts that you earn are, are yours to repay, not because... Uh, let's say you're being punished per se. I know some people look at it as punishment, but it's just, you know, the design of, Hey, how do you learn? How do you learn? And a lot of times you learn by playing along with deceptions in your own mind until one day, or maybe one lifetime, another or another, you might go, Oh, that's what the pattern is. I see it now. Well, this is stupid. Why was I doing that? Mm. Not everybody gets there in this lifetime, but uh, it's something yeah. that I believe this place is designed to help us to get to because we have freedom. We have agency. And that is including the choice to do horrible things, which we see a lot of that on this planet. Uh, you so, know, I, another way to look at it mm -hmm. is that um, I think if it weren't for the Anthony Fauci's yeah. <laughs> that we come across uh, in life, yeah, um, there are a lot of a lessons that aren't learned as a result of, of people like that and stuff that they do. And, um, you know, if you take a look at what happened here, you know, the stuff, not just Fauci, but, you know, the whole gang, mm -hmm. Burks and Walensky and. Yeah, the whole, you know, the whole crowd. The whole gang there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot more people that have their eyeballs open and are they're willing to look at things more skeptically now as a result of that. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't dismiss the, the terrible part of this. 
yeah. thing that happened here. But, uh, you know, there are some positives you can look at and go, you know what? You know, it, it's kind of like the yin and the yang thing, right? You know, right. the good and the evil. One can't exist without the other. Well, right? yeah, how do we learn about the light if not for the darkness, right? The, right. Uh, the worlds of duality. I think that's why I say this place is designed for that, even though we can choose, you know, the love, the light, you know, but we recognize that as much as we choose it, uh, you know, some would say, well, it doesn't matter how much you love. There are people still killing people. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, maybe that is, you know, the way of, of souls inhabiting this planet. But does that mean we, again, just give up and say, well, that's just what the way it is. Or do we find something to do to create a positive lasting effect that we feel is more, uh, let's say, supportive of a different ideal or idea? You know, one that doesn't involve uh, poverty of consciousness or otherwise, or a hatred of others, or a, a superiority complex of this over that. You know, that there's an acknowledgement that we can live in peace together because we choose to, because heck, it's better. <laughs> Is it better to live in peace? Uh, I think so. I mean, if you want to be a pugilist, enter the boxing ring or do, do it that way. But in order to take uh, innocent lives, uh, you know, like we've heard, you know, very recently in a, in a massive way, uh, you have to be, I guess, divorced from that connection to, you know, the divine. Although we can look back in history, Super D, and see there are plenty of examples of wars based on religious beliefs. So, you don't absolve, you know, institutions oh, yeah. of those as hey, well. Hey, man, let's, let's talk yeah. about the Crusades. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so if somebody were to say, hey, people of faith, that's not so great. Look at the Crusades. You're like, wait a second. Yes, that's historical reality. But put it in context of people who are living their faith, not in that way, not trying to convert or die or kill. Right. For instance. Mm -hmm. And there are people of faith that are genuinely trying to live and inspire others, not coerce, deceive or force others. And, and you know, that's that to me, that's a litmus. You know, if you claim to be a person of faith and you're deceiving, you're coercing, you're you know, forcing, it belies your claims, right? We got to learn, of course, you know, because people are good at deceiving people. And we've all probably been deceived. And maybe at times we've been on the, the other side where we have deceived in our lifetime and we've hopefully learned better. So we don't do that anymore, which is why a lot of you in this audience kind of sometimes can be shocked by the things that are happening within our own government or around the world. Because, you know, I would never do that. You would never do that. Yet there are some that would, and we have to be cognizant of that to protect our children and others uh, from that and protect them, hopefully, from becoming that if, you know, they're abused to such a degree in childhood that they end up abusing others. We see that pattern emerge as well. So, uh, dude, a lot of philosophizing today, Super D. A lot of... Uh, I don't know why, but as we were talking and stuff there, I suddenly had, I suddenly had, a, had a, a flash of watching Monty Python... Yes. And the bit that they did on the Spanish Inquisition. Hmm. Right? Yes. You remember that? Well, give me some lines. Well, I, I, I'm not even going to do it justice, <laughs> okay. but, uh, yeah. you know, you were talking about, you know, things that have, you know, religions and faiths and stuff, people that they did and, and stuff. And mm -hmm. that was, that was another part of it. And I think that had something to do, uh, that, that had to do with Jews and Muslims too, didn't it? And Christianity yep. and a lot of that, the Catholic church and, Christianity, Judaism, Muslim. I mean, again, as much as these faiths, which we would acknowledge. People, a lot of people have died in the name of, of religion. religion or God. Or God. Say, yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, it's just God, you know, because. But is that God's doing or is that humans? That's humans. No, no, right. that's humans. A hundred percent humans. But isn't yeah. it interesting how, 
you take something like God and, and mm-hmm. religion and, and, and you, know, which, you know, for the most part, you know, is about love and, 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 you know, you know, uh, good and evil and, and so, but, you know, think people have, have done things in the name of something that you normally would consider to be something about something good and peaceful and loving and caring and stuff right. like that and have, have done horrible things. Yeah. Horrible things well, in the name of that. Greatly disappointing and disillusioning. And this is why yeah. I think at least partly why a lot of young people are leaving, you know, the Orthodox church religion. Organized religion in yeah, general. Organized yeah. religion. Because yeah. they see a lot of hypocrisy there. Yeah. Now, Some of us were ahead of the curve on that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we make distinctions here between five oh one C three church, synagogue, mosque, whatever, yeah. and the spiritual path that you would like to lead. I mean, I'm not denigrating anybody's religion. I mean, you can look at anybody's and go, Oh, there's some stuff in there. I don't like, uh, but does it denigrate the ultimate, you know, belief system? Maybe not, hopefully not. But the, the idea of being part of a, a group or a church officially, I, I think there's great benefit in terms of social support and or support for community members that are, are, are ailing in some way. And that's where charity can come into you know the mix to help people. So we're not looking to, uh, you know, a government that would, you know, thieve everybody to help maybe a fraction of one person or even that one person giving a fraction of what they really need because most of it's gobbled up by the bureaucracy. So, uh, you know, in, in theory and in the higher ideals of, of the organized religions that do charity, and most of them do, I mean, uh, I wouldn't discount the benefit and the genuineness of that. Uh, at the same time, you know, again, we're we're dealing with not meeting the spiritual needs of of the nation. Apparently, whatever the orthodoxy is doing to have them flock away from it tells me that they're not responding in a way that these kids or young people go, "Oh, yeah, I get it. I'm lit up by that." And and I think that God has the ability to reach any of us at any time. It's humans that get stuck in um, our ways. Let's just say. Remember what the the analogy, or was it the uh, the, the story of the guy petting the cat backwards, right? Remember, I've said that many times. You don't remember that one? Vaguely. I'll remind yeah. you now. Okay. okay. All right. Here so, we go. Here we go. This, it, you could see off in the distance, there's a guy, he's on like a fence out, you know, in the wild and there's a cat on the fence and you hear this cat howling and recoiling and wonder what the heck's going on as you get closer and closer and closer. You see this religious leader petting the cat backwards against the grain, against the hair. And as he's doing this, he's telling the cat, turn around turn around, turn around rather than dude, you're the preacher guy, just pet the cat the right way. In other words, stroke them the way that can, you know, meet their needs as opposed to what you say they need to turn around to fit what you want them to get mm-hmm. in the way you want them to get it. And I think that's something that, you know, it's, it can be an, a human ego to fall into that trap of a pattern of doing it the same way. Cause that's the way I'm told to do it and not responding to the needs of a generation that's growing up in a different time where yes, the, the, the laws are immutable and unchangeable, but the experiences within that are different because we change the language. That's very difficult though. You know, it's very difficult, you know, when you, when you're looking at an organized religion that is very set in their dogma uh, that, you know, they're, you know, if, if the priest is saying, turn around, then you need yeah. to turn your butt around. They go yeah. because that the priest said that that's or what you need to do. Or they take their butt out like they're doing. Right. They're leaving because yeah. they're like, hey, this is not meeting my needs. Yeah. So I don't I'm know. This new generation anybody. is weird, yes. man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, of course, you know, again, I, I, I embarrass myself. I'm embarrassed of myself. <laughs> Why? Because I sound like my parents, you know, which I swore it would never happen. <laughs> 
at right. one point. But, you know, I guess, you know, there is a certain type of evolution that takes place with every generation. Mm-hmm. And so things, some things evolve with them, some things don't. But yeah. eventually that generation is going to win out because they're going to eventually be the ones who are talking, you know, alive right. when we're long gone. Right. Yeah. And so um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. to think about. Dude, great anyway. discussion, my friend. Great discussion. Love this. And uh, I love the fact that uh, there are a number of opportunities to get out there and connect with everybody in person. Um, I, I will just say overtly prayers of, of, of protection for everybody right now, because there's a lot of things that, you know, we're, the people are on edge right now with what's happening. And we'll talk more about this tomorrow with Jonathan E. Moore about, you know, the open borders, what's impacting us here in America based on what's happening elsewhere. And so be ever alert, be ever vigilant to the voice of, of spirit to guide you through and around, um, you know, potential dangers right now. They're always there, but, you know, sometimes they're heightened and, and more, uh, more concerning. So um, this is, uh, this is the kind of discussion I like to have though, talk about these things straight up and uh, we'll do more of that. Real quick, you know, I just, if you didn't notice, I took a little bit extra of my uh, full spectrum hemp CBD. U.S. grown by our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. You go to nutritionalfrontiers.com, use the code RSB15, get 15% off of that and all the other great stuff, including the super creatine that I take to put on all the muscle weight. And uh, it's it's going, I think this week, I haven't talked about it much. I've been traveling so much, but uh, I may, I may, and it's honestly, it's not a big deal, but I may win the challenge of the week again. Uh, uh, and it's fun when you do it. I'm not obsessed by it, but again, I just love seeing the fitness kick into gear and get even higher as I go. And it's, uh, impressing myself, not to try and impress everybody, but if you do these things, you can impress yourself too. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I did that. That's awesome. That's cool. So that's going on as well. Uh, also, um, this weekend, the health freedom expo Chicago, uh, shout out to my friend, Bobby Oren. Bobby's going to be there with us. He's going to bring some Folium PX for you. And I hope you guys will try it out and check it out because it's, it's that good. Got mom back on the dance floor at the age of 89. It helps you break through that ceiling in your healing. If you need a breakthrough, consider Folium PX. Go to foliumpx.com. Get the Folium Original and the Folium Immuno and the Folium Relax. And there's more to come. And my wife, when she started taking it, uh, you know, she had a little bit of a, like a die off reaction. It wasn't bad. She just talked about, Oh man. And we talk, called Bobby and said, Hey, this is going, I said, yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. You're okay. You can control the pace at which you go. Not everybody has that experience. Like I said, my mom calls me in two weeks and says, my energy's back. I'm sleeping better. And then she's dancing again. So, uh, check it out. Foliumpx.com. And thank you, Bobby, for your support of health, freedom and healing Liberty. And I know you also have family members, nephews uh, that are right now probably engaged in active warfare defending Israel. And uh, I almost feel like Super Don, there's no, it's a no-win scenario talking about this, although we will and we do, mm. because there are people deeply entrenched on one side or the other. And I tried to, you know, when I opened the, the microphone, was it yesterday, talking about it for the first time, uh, try to go to that deeper place. Now, as we're learning more and more about what's happening there, we have to address the uncomfortable reality that there is war right now and there is a determination to eradicate those that have perpetuated heinous acts. And I don't know how, how many of them are accurate or not. That's the, you know, the first thing that's lost in, in war is what the truth in, in many ways, but still there's some, some horrific things and realities that have occurred that have to be addressed and nothing I can do or say is going to stop that. But uh, you right. know, I think, you know, we, we do have to engage and discuss. And even if we have disagreements about it, uh, it's okay. It's okay to disagree on this stuff. 
So let's see what else we got to do this hour. Uh, real quick, Lori's asking about what the, how to get the discount on the folium. Oh, RSB ten is the discount, and if that doesn't work for any reason, just call. I know Bobby's kind of low tech. You can call the number and leave a message, and just tell him you're a friend of Robert Scott Bell, and he will definitely call you back. Make sure you get plugged in. Yeah. Okay. So, so what else? From oh, last- Marge is asking. Hey, our friend Marge, are you watching today, Marge? She's like, are we okay? Yeah, we're okay. I'm just uh-huh. busy. I can't always see your messages, so if I don't answer you, it's not because I'm mad at you. She, she, she must be on our website. I no, I see it. She messaged me through Facebook Messenger. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, it, say, it, I, don't, I didn't see her in the chat room. It, it's just yeah. There are times where I don't even get on Messenger for. Wait, Marge, she just like boing over here, over there. Yeah, I don't know why we can't keep up with her. No, we're glad you're here, Marge. No, yeah, we're fine. Are you okay? How come you're not? Are in the you chat okay? Room? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. All right. Okay. So from last uh, hour, mm-hmm. we did miss the question of the day. We did? I missed it? Oh, we good Lord. Not, Let's do it now. We did not cover the question of the day. Let's so do it now. We'll, we'll hit that now. Oh, man. It's a big one from Janice. Uh, I'm going to open it up on the website because even when you go full screen there, it's still little for me. So I'm going to robertscabell.com. The day is the 11th of October, 2023. Hi, Robert. I've been a listener of yours for over a decade and I've learned so much from you. Thank you so much. I have an interesting and frightening problem I'm hoping you can help me with. I recently learned of some horrible side effects that can happen from an antibiotic I took in 2014, Levaquin. Levaquin was pulled from the market in 2017 and has been shown to cause, not rare, permanent nerve and ligament damage, Achilles tendinopathy and tendon ruptures, to name a few. I was prescribed Leviquin twice in April and June of 2014 for sinus infections. Prior to this, I was very healthy. I used to teach aerobics and didn't have any health issues besides sinusitis. In July of that year, I went to an amusement park with my boys and rode a roller coaster. My neck was so weak, I could not hold it up, and it rested on my son's shoulder the entire length of the ride. Not long after that, I injured my back when I had to shampoo my mom's carpet after my son threw up on it. Oh, the joys of being a mom. Been there, done that. Or a dad. Yeah. Yeah. I had to uh, move her bedroom furniture before cleaning it with a heavy uh, rented shampooer and then more of the furniture, move the furniture back. My back has never been the same. I was diagnosed with moderate scoliosis that I'm treating through chiropractic. I believe this issue also started because of the use of Levaquin. My question is, what should I take if I want to strengthen the ligaments and tissues around my neck and spine? What about silica or collagen? Anything more? What strength and how often if my ligaments are very weak? And to add this, she says, my neck has two discs that have slipped and is getting worse and worse. Oh, man. I fear it will be disabled, both my neck and back problems in a few years if I don't do something. I do not want to go the surgery route. That will be my last resort. Thank you for anything, any help you can give me. Janice, all right. God bless you, Janice, for suffering this long to reach out. And yeah, Levaquin taken once or twice could be enough. Everybody's different, unique in how they metabolize these antibiotic drugs. And uh, this one is, is definitely devastating to connective tissue. So the weakness that was brought about can be, I believe, corrected. And that is to bring in that which restores the integrity of the connective tissue. And you already mentioned one of them, which is silicon or silica. And so going on, and this goes back to our good friend, our dear friend, dearly departed friend, not a doc. And he talked about silicon or silica in the right form. Still use from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com, the Alta Health Products, silica, silica X. And it's a tableted form of the concentrated from the horsetail extract and you take three tablets four times a day so it seems like a lot at first but it's a loading phase 12 a day 
not all at once, three tablets, four times a day is ideal. I would go at least uh, a month personally in that situation uh, and maybe even six weeks. You see strength in evidence and you can string it three, three times a day, for instance. Now, I still, like for instance, this morning uh, with my breakfast, I took three silica, alta silica that I got from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And by the way, you can use the stars five to get a little discount when you check out. And so I still take it every day. Now I'm pushing my connective tissue to some strong limits here with my kickbox routine. So I want to, you know, stay strong and healthy and, and minimize any potential for injury. But you took a drug that may have precipitated some, um, some severe consequences that you're still dealing with. So along with the silicon, you mentioned collagen, but collagen doesn't work well without copper that we didn't have in the past a form of copper that we could take safely without concern for overdoing it a tablespoon three four five or even six a day if you did take it six times a day you will see rapid reduction in the symptomatology of uh what's manifesting in terms of your symptoms because copper is very rapid when it's in that copper one copper two state like in the sovereign copper so taking a tablespoon three times a day at least Maybe a couple of weeks at six times, maybe a couple of days at six times a day might be enough. And you're going to go, oh, wow, this is different. Uh, you know, the movement, the this, the that. So restoring connective tissue integrity is everything. And it doesn't mean that we ignore all other kinds of things that could be contributing. But to say focused on these issues, utilizing that. And of course, we got the homeopathic hits of the day. And I've talked about certain ones that affect connective tissue. There is also homeopathic silicon, which is silicea. Um, there's comfrey. We've talked about that. And that's some fight. Uh, another remedy that addresses skeletal issues. There's colchicum. There's ruda. There's a lot of options. And there are homeopathic formulations for rheumatic pain or arthritis that have a combination of those things. So look to use those as well and make sure your liver is healthy and strong to detoxify the metabolic waste your body ongoing having to uh, relinquish so that you can repair and rebuild and regenerate. But the silica, the alta silica, and the sovereign copper, two most critical things in this particular instance. Janice, great question. I'm glad we could respond to that today. Well, let's see. What other articles or news items that are critical to cover here? Uh, let's see. Manity could lose. Oh, this is, yeah, this, I'm going to tie this in before. I know we have also a homeopathic hit. We still have time to get there. Um, there's an article here that says humanity could lose up to half of future medicines plant extinctions. That, that's, a, that's a big statement. 50% of all medicines could be gone due to plant extinctions. Now, my thought initially when I read that headline, and Super Don has it up in the show notes if you're watching the show through the Evening Standard. Uh, this is uh, linked up at robertscabell.com. And if you guys are getting the newsletter, you probably could see this article listed as one of the, the reading, reading suggestions. Humanity could lose up to half of future medicines through plant extinctions. Now, my initial thought went to, oh, my gosh, they have a picture of a mushroom. We'll extinguish mushrooms and then we'll lose the botanicals that, you know, mushrooms and, and the medicine that they are or the herbs. You know, are we going to is, is echinacea going to go extinct? Is, is golden seal going to go extinct or is comfrey some phytum? But that's not where this article is going. It's it's thinking in terms of how do we harness isolate and synthesize components from the plant kingdom to turn into drugs that we can then appear death administration and make available as monopoly through monopoly medicine, monopoly drugs profit ridiculously uh, through artificial uh, marketplaces. 
And so I, I bring you to homeopathy with this consideration because even the herbs, once people, everybody gets on an herb, it pushes that herb closer to potential extinction too. You push the yield so much, you know, how much can we get out of this? Cause everybody had an herb that most people didn't even know about suddenly when it becomes, you know, makes the news, a scientific study goes into it. And then you find that the herbs that you can get may be less because now you're going into various growing practices say, Hey, it's becoming profitable. Everybody wants to buy it. Let's grow more of it. And then it's not as potent for instance. Okay. Now I bring in the homeopathic aspect of it. If you go look at that picture of a, of a mushroom and I apologize, is it saying what it's the, they're not saying what mushroom it is. I'm a mushroom expert. I wish we had Paul Stamets on the show now, but let's just say this is a specific mushroom with specific, uh, powerful, uh, property uh, as medicine or nutrition for the body. We could take that one mushroom and convert it into a homeopathic remedy and make enough remedies for millions and millions, maybe a whole continent of people, maybe the entire planet from one, one plant or one for one root. And so for those of you who are concerned about overusing these plant medicinals, not because it's not safe. I mean, I'm talking about everybody wants it. We can't produce enough. I want you to think about homeopathy as the most efficient use of the resources we have on this planet. And we can become more abundant as we are not over pushing the yields to the point where we weaken plants and their medicinal value. And we still get the benefit of them via their essence or that metabolic medicine that is homeopathy, taking those substances of creation and converting them more efficiently into remedies for people and animals. So the concern for extinction of plants is not because the plants become extinct. It's like, Oh, oh we we've lost the opportunity to extract a synthetic medicine that we can make from it. Well, extract something that we could synthesize and then profit in a monopoly setting. So I think they're, they're really not concerned other than for their business model to continue in perpetuity. Am I misinterpreting that at all, Super D? That's just the sense of where I think it's going. Take a sip of tea here. Uh, I, was mu- I was hunting for what mushroom that is. Oh, okay. You're trying to find out what it is. Yeah, I'm curious too now. <laughs> Your internet is kind of glitchy today. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not showing that. It stays. It's yeah, no. It, it you keep getting garbled every once in a while. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I don't think anybody's totally missed anything, but uh, okay. Just giving you a heads Hopefully up. Not. I keep seeing yellow bars. Yeah. Uh, Kick back your to uh, the question of the day uh, from Janice. Uh, Steve adds boron, which is another great general essential element, and. Uh, Echinacea mentioned, yeah, there's some great stuff in there to strengthen connective tissue. There's always more. So thank you, Steve, always for your additions here. I believe that mushroom is the Amanita muscaria. I will just tell you, we need someone like Paul Stamets on this show to do a mushroom focus <laughs> show. We are so long overdue to do a mushroom That's what medicine it says. show. A- Amanita muscaria. Hmm. I don't know mushrooms. I, I really don't. I just yeah. buy the ones they have at the store and eat them. I'm unfamiliar with what that one is yeah. about. No, mushrooms are fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. As, as was Brandon in hour one. That was fun. <laughs> Did anybody look up what his website is really called and get offended? I was 
I thought it was funny. I was laughing. But you can, yeah. uh, but but very cool that he's given that stuff away. One one of those yeah, those links are they're in, they're in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically a book. And it's broken down into different chapters and stuff that you can you can learn. I know. I'll bet you Leslie's probably already reading it. She's probably not. She's she's, she's <laughs> acting like me. She, instead of listening, uh, she's reading a, uh, the book on. Yeah, I've heard it all. That Robert. I don't need to listen. I'm going to research some stuff. That's okay. That's right. You can do that. You can absolutely do that. All right. Let's see what else we got going on now. Uh, All right. You want to do the homeopathic hit? I could do that. You want to? Why not? Yeah, that? Okay. Let's do it. Where's the, the meat? Let's, let's, let's do it. Oh. Um, I'm getting nothing. No music. Nothing. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I thought that you were going to like dig something up really quickly and make it happen. The miracle. Am I not quick enough for you? Yeah. No, apparently okay. not. It, there we go. <laughs> this has just kind of just become the, uh, the 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 theme because it's what I had right. ready, you know. All the All right. havoc hits here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, coming at you live five days a week in one additional hour of Sunday conversations, where we do. Again, five days of the week when we're live, we do the uh, homeopathic hit of the day. Today is another one of my favorites, and you've heard me mention it many times over the years, Argentum Nitricum, the Latin name for silver nitrate. Now, there is a downloadable document, a PDF that Super Don helped prepare for you so that By the way, free. What? On that note, yes. uh, before you jump in here, I got an yeah. email from mm-hmm. a, a good friend, supporter of the show, Dan Larson. Yeah. Dan uh, happens to be the guy that made this microphone right here. Uh, and possible, boom and right? made all that possible. Yeah, very, um, very generous, Dan. We appreciate you so much. Yes, yes very much so. He has asked if mm-hmm. uh, we could put on the website in one place, maybe under like the more tab, mm-hmm. all of these uh that we've covered already the links rather than so that people don't have to go to each go, you know, show notes to download it, to put yeah, it all like in one place. Like want it easy. They want to be spoon fed and I'm the teasing. Dan. Hey now, oh, come on. Totally come teasing. on. I can understand. I can understand. I, yeah, look, I'm totally teasing. This has been a yes. complaint of mine behind the scenes, not to super Don, because I know what super Don does behind the scenes. As you can imagine. And so the things that we would like to do are not always possible simply because we just don't have the manpower or woman power. But I yep. agree. Yes, it would be lovely to have it all in one place. I don't I don't think it would that. be too big of a deal because okay. uh, I've got all the stuff. It's all uploaded. It's just links. So um, I will attempt to. What do, I, do I have anything going on this weekend? I don't think so. If we had okay. an unlimited the eclipse budget, is this, this weekend. I would have somebody take out every homeopathic hit video and edit it down. So those are available separately too, but we don't. And again, we're grateful for everybody's support, including yours, yep. Dan, to get us closer to that. Uh, but those are the things, again, if we were a large operation uh, like natural news, we'd have people that are on it and all the time, but we, we are lean, mean. <laughs> we're a but, lean, uh, mean, girl, ready, ready machine. Right. That's uh, what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. The music's still going. Cool. So let's go back to the uh, homeopathic hit of the day. Argentum nitricum. Go ahead and full screen it if you don't mind. There it is. 
And these brief segments, brief hits on homeopathy are not meant to be comprehensive. They cannot be, because if you go to any remedy that I've mentioned already, uh, you will see there's so much more. But it's designed to be uh, uh, to pique your interest. To say, oh, that sound, that remedy sounds interesting. That something I might benefit from or buy. And so in that way, you might order a Materia Medica or might go online. And, and so I'm going to look up Argentin Metallicum or Argentin, in this case, Nitricum, uh, and uh, dig a little deeper. So this is a remedy that's often used for anxiety and digestive issues. I would add a lot of mucous membrane issues at, at Argentin, Argentum Nitricum can help. Uh, it can aid in helping in emotional and physical discomforts. Now, it is derived from silver nitrate. Silver nitrate is that something, in fact, that is used to cauterize wounds on the battlefield. It's a pretty impressive but caustic form of silver. Uh, if you dilute, it has a fair number, a fair amount of ion activity as well, but it's a caustic form of silver. We don't typically want to use it unless, you know, you've got a real reason to. But in homeopathic form, you don't have an issue. It is not caustic. It is not toxic. And it's often used for things like indigestion, flatulence. Does anybody know what that is? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, from a mental perspective, individuals needing Argentum nitricum may experience anxiety, especially anticipatory anxiety, and may be prone to impulsiveness. Now, as we go into primary uses, I'll add, you know, another thing here that uh, is not always in something like a Materia Medica this direct, but as you have a clinical experience like I have and others, you begin to identify these things. So in anxiety, effective for dealing with anticipatory anxiety, stage fright even, nervousness. And, if the, and here's where I say it is the key remedy for the emotional state of frustration. Frustration. Now, you might not read the Materia Medica and have it say that directly, but some of this is coming from my own clinical and others' clinical experience to share this with you, a little nuanced uh, aspect to it. Digestive issues used for things like indigestion, flatulence, heartburn, particularly when stress or anxiety is a contributing factor, or frustration. Man, you eat during a frustrated episode of some kind, it could cause indigestion. Uh, so these are considerations for Argentum nitricum. Dosages, potencies, again, low potencies tend to be considered 6X to 30C, and that can be for acute issues in indigestion, stage fright, or frustration. You go to deeper level frustrations like chronic frustration, you might go to the higher potencies as well. And, uh, you know, I always recommend if you consult with a qualified homeopath or become one, <laughs> why not, uh, to determine correct potency and dosage. Controversy uh, abounds in, in terms of correct potency. I argue that there is no way to determine officially um, the correct potency other than the experience of the homeopath you're seeing and their experience will apply to you hopefully but the right remedy is key and so if you have a lower potency and say oh i think i need a higher one we'll take the lower one more frequently give you that as a, as a little tip or insight so then we go to uh, complementary remedies some of these some of these you guys are probably picking up on we talked about anxiety and fear or stage fright calcemium is a remedy the yellow jasmine we've talked about already. That's been one of the homeopathic hits thus far. Argentum nitricum uh, complements it for lingering anxiety or even stage fright. Nux vomica, interestingly enough. And I don't recall if we've actually covered that as a homeopathic hit of the day, but I've talked about Nux for a long time for a lot of reasons because it's a liver polycrest. But it complements Argentum nitricum in treating digestive issues, especially when stress is a contributing factor. And then one of the other emotional focus remedies, Stramonium, I add in there, when frustration turns to anger when frustration turns to anger, it can do that. Then you have the homeopathic remedy stramonium 
it may not solve the reason why you're angry, but it'll take some of the edge off of it. So you're not out of control angry. And that's a good thing without having to drug yourself. So you can't operate heavy machinery. You can't. Argentinum nitricum generally as a homeopath is safe, considered safe. Avoid self-prescribing for chronic or severe conditions. If symptoms persist or worsen, please consult a qualified homeopathic professional or otherwise. And remember, this is education and information. It's not meant to replace your medical or doctor's care or whatever, but this is a versatile re uh, remedy, Argentum nitricum. Effective for frustration, anxiety, digestive issues. So keep tuning into the, the Robert Scott Bell Show for more enlightening dives into the world of homeopathy through our homeopathic hits statement. Thank you all. Now, I don't know how long we went, but I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with these by the day. You know, like... I'm, I made peace with the no, fact that we're doing yeah. homeopathic it was, it was It was around five minutes. Okay. You're doing all right. All right. You know, at first when we were putting these together, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to do a, a countdown clock. So you, you're like up against the clock and trying to get all the information. It's like, why? Yeah. I'll just do it. So, all right. Cool. So. Um, uh, very good. Yeah. I will. Um, I don't know. I mean. I like Dan's suggestion. I don't think it'd be too difficult to do, so I may entertain the idea. Yeah, it's just a matter of time, you know. We yeah. have um, uh, Anna, who's doing the digital media stuff for us. And again, thanks to your support and support of our sponsors, we're having the ability to do little incremental steps that are helping the outreach and other things. And um, the rerun that you did from the Red Pill Expo with Brian Artis, mm -hmm. she pulled out our discussion on, on nicotine, nicotine and cigarettes, yeah. <laughs> how it's not addicting. Uh, nicotine particularly and it was a yes. fascinating little minute and it's going bonkers i think it's one of the most watched ones we've ever had as far as uh on social or digital media uh and in, particularly on instagram they're sharing it a lot people are watching it it's it's in the, the i don't know it's over twenty thousand, which for us is pretty decent we don't you know i don't i've never known how to do that stuff anna is good at it and she's doing a great job and that thing's taken off so if you missed it you can follow us on social media there it is. Ask RSB is the uh, the name on Instagram. And I think it also goes on Facebook and Twitter as well. Or X, whatever it is. That was in Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. There's quite a few comments on this. Some some good, some bad. Yeah. Some, some people taking uh, taking, taking issue offense. with with uh, what was being said there. But that's okay. That You know, to me, that is how it should be. Yeah. On social media. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, different points of view. Uh, agree, disagree. That you know, that's that's how it should be. What was so. that song? Agree to disagree. We've disagreed before. Uh, Ten CC, the things we do for love. Nineteen seventies. It's just you and me, and we just disagree. Oh no, that's a different song. That's the song I was singing. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that one? Ten CC. What Mine was the was song? What was the song that they that was like the big one for them? Oh, uh, gosh. Somebody in the audience. See, this is where we, for a lot of reasons, we already, I feel the loss of, of uh, DJ Katie Organic. I have a guilty always, pleasure. She was chiming in on all the music. I have a, a, a guilty pleasure. There's a, a yeah. genre of music called yacht rock. Y-A-C-H-T, yacht rock. Okay. And this is like the stuff that was kind of like it was the end of the 70s. Maybe going into the early, very early 80s, mm -hmm. uh, stuff that you heard a lot on AM radio, mm -hmm. you know, type stuff. And 10CC was one of those bands that would fall okay. into that uh, category. They had a song called I'm Not in Love and The Things We Do for Love. One. Oh, The Things um, We Do for Love. That was the one. 
like walking in the rain and the I snow. I think so. There's nowhere to so. go. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're familiar, if you don't know what I'm talking about. It, wasn't, look, it, it wasn't disco and it wasn't hairband rock yet. No, it, it was, was like good stuff. I mean, it was just, stuff. it was, it was for the most part, it was just happy, mm-hmm. laid back music. You know, I mean, think about, you know, like a, the yuppies on their yacht, you mm-hmm. know, and playing music and stuff like that. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of harmonies too. And yeah. I love harmonies. I do. And a lot of that music from that era was yeah. all harmonies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that that's I, I was listening to actually some 10 CC. How about um, that? Yeah, I, I had no idea when I brought them up. And the uh, one of your favorite bands, the uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section. Rhythm Section. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got some songs that fall into that that genre as well. Yeah. What do you did you have a favorite? I am so into you. I think that was the I song that was on the playlist. Else. That was yeah. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. They're not usually a, a band that I seek out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. they were on there. It was funny because it came on and I was like, oh, Robert. Hey, is there any way we can send a cards or anything to uh, DJ Katie's husband um, with her loss? I mean, I just like um, I said, I feel so bad about just what he's going through. Maybe. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll feel out the situation. Okay. Sure. I know a lot of people here remember her very well, know her very well, very active on the show in the chat room, et cetera, and uh, added a lot to our discussions, and especially when it went into music, because if we, you and me didn't know something, she would know it immediately. Yeah. Still planning to take Indeed. the kids to see Yes at the end of the month. I'm excited about that. Uh, talking about a band that started in the 70s that Kevin doesn't like. I don't know why Kevin doesn't <laughs> like it, but uh, he has his reasons. And yeah, prayers for you, Kevin. I don't know if you're in the audience tonight, if you're hunkering down in a bomb shelter because he and his family are in Israel and some of the stuff's going on in the North now, apparently. Um, not yeah, that's one the, of the, one of the things that uh, they've talked about is it becoming on a multi, uh, what do they call it? A multi-front um, yeah. situation. Yeah. When you get Hezbollah and, and uh, Hamas, Hamas and, and yeah. you know, Syria's doing stuff and coming in through Lebanon now. Yeah. Uh, I know discussion of this stuff is so fraught with danger because people have very strong opinions about it. And I, and I tried yesterday in the opening monologue to kind of go um, above the fray, deeper than the fray, somehow see it for, for something that it might be in reality other than just this. I, I dare say the superficial because it's very real when you're losing loved ones and family members and friends and, you know, children, babies, women, adults, everybody. Uh, the state of, you know, war, the warring state of the planet, the people on it is, you know, it's, it's a rough thing. It hurts, especially when, you know, when it's being broadcast in and I don't want everybody to focus on it all the time either, because, you know, I had to tell my mom, you know, she's got family in Israel as well, being from there. Um, don't immerse yourself 24 seven and it. it's too upsetting, you know, no matter whose side you're on or if you're on a side at all, just the state of war all the time. And, you know, uh, it's fraught with danger because we also acknowledge that, look, if you're being attacked, you now have an obligation to defend yourself. And and, and I guess if you're a pacifist and there are stories of pacifists and wars as well, I think that one Hacksaw Ridge by Clint Eastwood did that movie about that kid who was a pacifist in there. That's a what a what a story that was. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, um, if you're not that, you know, you'll engage to protect life, not to want to take it. Uh, you know, a righteous defense of life, liberty, and property, if you will. And um, some would try to convince us that it is wrong to defend that. So if you're going to be attacked 
in, in any way, you've got to find a way to, to root out, if you can, those who have contributed or, or are responsible for it. Unfortunately, there's so many innocents that always get caught up in it that have nothing to do with it. And I don't know, there's no way to have a clean war. You know, when they remember they talked about precision bombs, laser guided precision. It's like, dude, there's always people that have engaged or being summarily executed. And I suppose there's no way to avoid that as much as I'd like to see that be avoided. So, yes, Steve, we should strive to be in a state of love rather than a state of war. I agree. There are, oh, Lori says there are a dozen church members from Des Moines trapped in Israel right now. Yeah, I'm wondering about um, uh, a woman's name, Julia, who invited me to speak at the Great Exodus Conference in Dallas last week. She was heading to Israel on vacation and you know, having a whole tour. I wonder if she's stuck there, too. I, I, all the people that were just visiting tourist stuff and what they're now dealing with as well. Um, so send me a message. It's time to break, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We've gone over, but it's okay. We have that leeway. Y'all, if you want to stick around for the bonus round, we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, if it's the podcast later, it's a quick blip second, and we're back because the power to heal is yours. All right. What's going on now, my brother? We are in the bonus round. And yes, tomorrow after the show, we head to, I head to Chicago for the Health Freedom Expo. Remember we used to have that in Long Beach, California? I do. And we had one time, I think it was in Austin. Was it in Austin or Dallas? It, it was, I think, Something one year like in Texas. That, yeah. But we had three of them in a year sometimes, but now it's just one a year. And then we do the virtual one in February, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health. Um, oh, you know what was interesting? I heard from uh, Jeffrey Smith. Yeah. Jeffrey is amazing, if you don't already know that. The guy that's taken on GMOs almost single-handedly and, and beaten them back in many ways, and we are so appreciative of him. But he's a great, just a great guy, a funny guy. He can dance, too. And he can moderate panels. You know, I'm not the only one that can do that. And he's got his own ability to be brilliant at moderating where he goes with questions and things. It's uh, subtly or significantly different than me. I don't know, but it's great. Nonetheless, I love it. Uh, and... Uh, he asked if, if uh, he could moderate the, uh, I think it's the complimentary alternative medicine panel on Sunday. So I'll get to be on the panel instead of moderating it. That's different. I'll be one of the panelists and he can come. Well, up it's about time. Yeah, I know. It's funny because, you know, oftentimes on those panels, I have to bridge between people talking. And many times, you know, because I know a lot about a lot of things, it'll be, oh, there's a wheelhouse thing I want to share as well. So I'm like, the moderator and a panelist. Now I can just be a panelist uh, on the, uh, the health freedom uh, one. I'm going to moderate that of course, with Jonathan E. Morton and others, it'll be on it. I think Brian Hooker is going to be on that one too. Uh, Cause he has to leave Sunday. He was going to be on the other one, but it's great to have him on anyone. So uh, let's see anything else. Brandon first hour. If you guys missed it, Brandon, Joe Williams, interesting cat, man. He knows some stuff and I enjoyed talking with him and I think as he he acknowledged he was a bit shocked coming onto the show, <laughs> wasn't he? He was like, uh, "You stole all of his thunder um, right. and then some, apparently." Yeah. yeah. Because uh, he said that of all the shows that he's been on, fifty plus podcasts that he's been on um, recently, that uh, you nobody's come even close to knowing what you know. See, and now that, I can get a big head, get all cocky about right. what I know. That's right. But it is just an example of 
if you've been on this planet long enough, <laughs> if you're interested, you can learn some stuff. I happen to be, have a voracious appetite for knowledge and motivated by my lack of health growing up, even though I functioned, but still I had all these anchors of chronic disease and inflammation and other things. It drove me to dig deep and learn about my body and the body of government, the body of economics, all of that. And, and so it's brought me to a place where I know some stuff, but I try not to think of myself as the guy ever. Other than, yeah, I know some stuff, but I enjoy engaging and learning new things because he'll he'll have some angles on it. And we already you know, began to, to go to places and we ran out of time. Talk about some of these financial instruments and other things that we'll have him on again to talk about. Uh, so and, yeah. I, and and this is, again, why I appreciate you so much, Super D, because it's easy for me to get lost in stuff I already know and forget. <laughs> hey, not everybody's there. Not everybody's had that experience or, or research and all of the stuff that I've gotten into in in my wild and crazy life. So. Yeah, I've got to bring the dude perspective into it. And I, I love that, and I appreciate that <laughs> so much. I really do, honestly. I'd be flying, like, without you or without my wife, I'd be flying off the planet. I'd be like, where'd he, where'd he go? <laughs> so thank you for that. So that's right. coming up um, Friday at the Health Freedom Expo. They'll be setting up behind me at registration. That's where I set up last year to do a show. Uh, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center will be joining me in the second hour, uh, even though I'm remote. And we'll have a good time. And I'm glad because I missed him last month, last week when I was out of town and couldn't do a show uh, with him. And then we'll see what happens. Now, tomorrow will be interesting. Uh, uh, we've reversed course on the hour. Normally, the first hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show on Thursday is the Sacred Fire of Liberty with Jonathan E. Mord. And I know I'm telling you it's going to be intense because of the outrage and atrocities we're seeing out of Israel. As I said, this is going to be controversial because there are going to be people that are going to disagree with him and me and other things about what's going on. But we've got to speak freely. And if we have disagreements and arguments, like I said, it's try to make things clear and we'll do that. But we're going to have him in the second hour tomorrow and talk about wild and crazy. Remember Ishmael Perez? Yeah. How long ago was that? That was like a year ago, at least. I don't think it was it that long. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, no. but. Ishmael Perez, and I, and I say wild and crazy, and that might not be the right thing to say. This is, you know, my own sensitivities about this audience, and I should just let you guys be the adults that you are about these things. He talks about galactic empires, right? Galactic <laughs> space war. And it's matter of fact, matter of fact. Now, I've read books on this subject, these subjects too. What can I make of them? It's not my wheelhouse, but am I fascinated by the discussion? Absolutely. It was January of 2023, so not quite a year. So, yeah, earlier this year. But yeah. the complaint I got was from my wife after the show, and I'm not complaining about her complaining. She was right. I talked a lot. I didn't let him speak a lot. And, and the reason, as I tried to describe it, and it's not an excuse, it was just like, dude, this is like a step so far out that I was very sensitive to the reception by the audience, by you guys. And I'm like, I got to forget. I kind of I shouldn't forget you guys are adults. You can handle this stuff. And if you don't like it, you can tune it, turn it off. But I hope you don't turn off all of it because Jonathan will be on the second hour. But suffice to say, I'm going to go in. My intent is super on you. Try and make sure this happens. Mm -hmm. I let Ishmael Perez speak <laughs> about. Okay. He has expertise in that. I might go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is being said on the daytime Robert Scott Bell show. All right. All right. I just putting that out there for tomorrow. I'll get a little sound effect of a whip or something like hey, Look, right? he's a nice guy. He really is. And the things he'll talk about and he's written about 
will be, for some of you, way too far out. But I've just got to now make peace with the fact that you can handle it. Have fun with it, and we'll enjoy it, and we'll have a good discussion. I'll let him speak mostly, okay? So that's my intent for tomorrow. And then heading out to Chicago for the Health Freedom Expo. And I don't think we have a guest in the first hour Friday, whether we do or not. Might be somebody on site that shows up that will be there, and Michael Bolden for the second hour. All right. And we'll find out what kind of uh, Sunday conversation I can have while I'm there with somebody. And uh, if possible, I might be able to record some stuff ahead for Monday. If not, it's a travel day to get home. So that's Health Freedom Expo. we got lots of other stuff coming up. If you don't know, let's go to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Just a reminder, we've got a call at the bottom of the hour. We do? We do. Oof, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got a lot to do. And then I have, do I have, what else do I have? Oh boy. All right. So we'll, we'll make this brief. Uh, the Great Northwest Awakening is happening uh, the week and after the Saturday after this weekend, the 21st of October. And Dr. Brian Artis will be there with me. We'll talk health freedom with a group up there. And you can go find out about it uh, by going to, let's see, the website there is the Great Northwest Awakening, PatriotsUnitedWA.com for Washington State. It's just across the Columbia River from Portland, Oregon. And that's the 21st. There it is. And I, I got word Stella Emanuel will not be able to make it, but Brian Artis and I will be there to, for the health freedom crowd. Uh, then we have the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. Thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. Great cast of characters joining us, including Judy Mikovits and many more. And I hope to see you there in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That's following the F7 Film Festival. And then we have the great Exodus Conference I mentioned. Julia Miller is the person I was in- invited by, and she's listed right there. And she, for all I know, is stuck in Israel right now because she went there on a tour and then, boom, you know, war breaks out. Mm. But check out greatexoduscompress.com. I'm going to be speaking about gold as money, gold backs as freedom, and, and alternatives to CBDC. And then you know, I'm going to have a second lecture. I'm going to have one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Sunday will be my lecture on gold, silver, and copper as medicine for the body. How cool would that be? Yeah, That is cool. Not just money, but medicine. And then 2024, our first official event is the 2nd and 3rd of February, the Autism Health Summit, thanks to Tracy Slepsevic, Dr. Andy Wakefield, Del Bigtree, Dr. Jack, James Lyons-Weiler from IPAC, Brian Hooker, Jerry Cartsonell, Dr. James Neuschwander. I think everybody on that list, including, I think, Dr. Jerry Cartsonell, we've interviewed on the show. Yeah. But that's a great, great Del We've had Cartsonell on? My memory is, although I know the name so well, it's possible. I, Nancy, my wife, would have to look yeah, it up for sure. Yeah, that's the only one that I would say I'm not 100% on. As, as familiar with, yeah. <clears throat> so that's the upcoming events. I've just, I'm getting some things booked out in 2024 already. We're planning as if the world is still going round and round, or if you're on a disc, it's frisbeeing, whatever you believe it is. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we've got a you know plan for life, and life goes on despite these these burps and hiccups and and worse. Um, so be kind to one another, including me, when we talk about subjects that might make you mad. Uh, and if you have comments about it, if you want to call us names, we, we're 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 big and bad enough to handle it. <laughs> But our intent is not to uh, denigrate others in the process of doing this, but to acknowledge some real harsh realities that are happening on this planet right now and some of the things we have to confront to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Of course, these things didn't happen overnight either. We know that too. Yes, sir. Okay. Any uh, questions, comments, anything on uh, Rumble before we wrap it up today? Marge showed up on Rumble chat. 
Hey, Mars. I think because and then she we, probably left. Yeah. For Kate said, Daly. Uh, yeah. See you guys tomorrow. Okay. But, yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Go out with a little 10 cc. 10 cc. That's right. That line. Agree to disagree. We've disagreed before. That's right. How can you not like this song? Yeah. I love this. Like walking in rain and stuff. Yeah. All right. To the answer. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a great hey. song. Right. All right. Let's wrap it up with the, that 10 cc and, and head on out and see y'all. God willing, tomorrow uh, with uh, Ishmael Perez and Jonathan E. Mort from Robert Scott Bell Show. Like walking in the rain and the snow when there's nowhere to go when you're feeling like a part of you is dying.